and welcome back to the only show that breaks down, cracks up, skews, and reviews each week's DC Comics. I'm the dream catcher, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Werner. And this is the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast, episode number 496. Summer Wayne Night Terror Spooktacular? Summer Wayne, Eric. There it is. I figured if uh, they're going to make a joke of it, so will I. Here we are, <laughs> Summer Ween. Uh, it's a little bit of a, you know, pick-me-up here. I needed a bit, and I, I guess, I don't know. Th- this week is really, <laughs> this whole thing, this Summer Ween nonsense is getting me down. But here we are, everybody. Welcome back to the shit show that we like to call Night Terror Summer Ween. And if you like to hear more of what we're doing here you can go over to our patreon patreon.com slash weird science get our weekly spotlight with non-summerween books the non-spooky stuff and this week the badasses of the get fresh crew they ended up picking justice society of america number five and steelworks number three uh and they they were okay I mean, the Justice Society of America, a little bit of a letdown, but the series still going, and hopefully the Lost Children will be coming in to pick that up. I don't know hopefully. if that still works. And then we had a TGIF, thank God. It is Friday, and we did Adventures of Superman, John Kent number six, and City Boy number three. So Adventures City of Boy. Superman, John Kent number six, that is the finale, a little bit of a letdown. I had a lot of people talking about bridge? that. Well, there's no it's other series World. announced. Beast World, what to get this? Uh somebody did let let me uh in on what Beast World is. Beast Boy's powers go wonky and everybody turns into furries. That's what oh it my seems God. to be. I, I actually made a joke and it kind of was what I thought it might end up being. That oh my god, that Beast Boy's making everybody the animals, but we'll see how that goes when that comes around in the Tom Taylor side of things. So Tom Taylor doing the, you know, John Kent stuff, so it makes sense. But you're for some wondering, reason, I'm, I was just sitting there, just thinking about a song parody due to Beast Wars. For some reason, I just went with the uh, House of the Rising Sun, just because the animals. And I'm like, that doesn't work. Yeah, that, 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 uh, don't let me be misunderstood. <laughs> there is a tower in Bloodhaven. There is a boy named Beast Boy. See, it rhymes. Boy rhymes with boy. <laughs> It'll work all the way through. Is that how you'd have all those City Boy songs? Yeah, that's easy. Boy, joy, toy. It all works out. I could yell about you. What I never have on City Boy. There you go. It all works out in the end. So with all that, though, you can go and check those out. Also written reviews over at our website, weirdsciencedccomics.com. Check that all out. But we have a lot of night terrors tonight, Eric. We got all the night, night terrors. terrors. I did have somebody actually ask me. And then I saw Simon even mentioning it in the same kind of vein in the Slack about the idea of does this have anything to do with like the medical condition type thing? Night tears up? No, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't no, it have not. anything to do it has with a that K. at all. There's a K. This is what it has. I need some K. You know what yeah. I'm saying, Eric? I need uh, K. Not really. I need the, the. Isn't that what the Ultraman snorts? The K. That's what I need. But sure, here we are tonight. And with all of that, we're gonna have a streamlined show. I think tonight. Let's get that. Oh, here we I, go. I look at the deal. And I see people and I'm like, hey, everybody, summer we night terrors. They're like, what? Everybody like looks the other way like they're embarrassed that I'm even saying it. So here we go. But before we get into the books, of course, we have to give the shout out to the badasses, badass roll caller, 
Ah, ah, ah. Here we go. We're going to start off with Stephen Bad Dad Mitchell, Trevor, Dad Nation, Yayo, Eric K, Jeffrey Greek, Spooktacular in bed. Oh, my. Spectacular in bed. The Annihilator. Uh, maybe something else then. Ted Probes, I love Punchline, Stork, Michael S. Can. Matt Razor, D-Man 3000, Niels Q. Whoa. David Fink, Stephen Baum, Jason Colby, Soup 42 to you and me. Michael G. Ken Halleck, Comic Boom, Rock A. Richard Ryder, he's back again. That's right. so good. He's back for a second round. Mark Jager, Bill Beer. From the Bad Pod, you have Ruben, Carlos, Noah Marv, Matt Ray, Pierre. Luke Hollywood, Simon, Luis, man, Chip and Jim Belfast, Swanee, Anthony G, Josh Million, Batman Beyond, Mark, Brandy Murray, he's up there in Buffalo and doxing double A rounds. Ass in Minnesota, as we do. Shout out to the all time greats, Rob Lewis and Reggie. <laughs> there you go, RFC. Streamlined. It's, I, I gotta wait now. Yeah, come on, song, get done. I mean, how many more do I have? Zero None. Point. Zero. I'm trying to pick myself up here. I thought that maybe a funny little di- Richard Ryder. There you go. Uh, I didn't love Richard Ryder. Uh, yeah, well, somewhat. You could even call me a bit of a cowgirl that I like it so much, Eric. But with all I that, do. we have five books, all night terrors, all spooky. A spoiler, all shitty, Eric. Because I'm just going to say it right now. I'm on Front Street. They all suck. But we'll no. see if we have fun with them. We'll see if Eric was right. Well, I'll most try to have fun, but ever. I feel like you've already decided that you don't want to have fun. You know why? Because I read them. And I uh-huh. don't want your nonsense when we get into oh, this. Yeah. You're telling me they're good. I don't need oh. that. But, yeah, we'll see. We'll see if Eric comes up with some wacky ideas. But with that, I have, like, one theory. One theory for now. It's that they didn't coordinate and it sucks. That's my theory. But we're going to get off right now. It's it's more of a gripe, I guess. It's kind of a theory. Maybe it's true. But with that, we're going to go off to these books, little songs, little dancing. I don't know. Here we go. Night terrors, everyone. Summerween. All right about now. He was a patient at Arkham. Kill Dr. Destiny, jumps through your nightmares, and that's nightmares with a T. Built in a remedy, body from John D. Stuck in a line around for most of the time. Sleepless nights and the Lazarus, causing such a fuss, extraordinarily dumb. It's a summer, we nightmares that make you scream. Rosie can only hope they're clean. Guaranteed to bore us all The stories that to be precise The old damn thing is overpriced Wanna try Summerween, Eric It is Summerween And here we are We have these books I'm still trying to pick myself up a bit But <laughs> It's gonna be hard besides you Maybe Well, that should be easy I only have three inches. I mean, it's sad you only have one and a half, but hey, Jess is the only one who can complain about that. But here should we be are, easy. Eric. <laughs> it should be easy. I don't know. Hey, uh, I'm cheap, not easy, Eric. Hey, what's going you on both. here? Take my wife, please. Hey. Oh, we got the night terrors. <laughs> They're starting to seep in. See, you're making me happier already with your sassy shade. I'm a sassy boy. <laughs> your sassy shade is what you are. I hope I'm your fun time boy is what I want. <laughs> You're but not. Here we are. Again, if you want to read some reviews, even Gabe gave up. I mean, sus-ass Gabe's like, what, Night Terrors? 
see in September. But you can end up getting a review of the United Terrorist Batman. He did that one. Uh, that's over at the site. Weird. Uh, what is it? Weird sites. DZcomic.com. I think the medicine is kicked in. But hey, why not? Just get right into it, Eric. Right into it. Streamline. And here we are. Night Terrors Batman number two, written by Joshua Williamson, art by Gilliam, March, Tomei Moray, and Troy Petiri. And here we get a deep dive into the fears and nightmares of one, Bruce Wayne, Batman, and uh, right back to the alley in a way that wants to get rid of the alley, but we know we'll never get rid of the alley. And we've had this a bunch but of times. But even the idea that you have this thing where we complain nonstop in the last Night Terrors Batman about we, we went back to Crime Alley three times in a single issue. When you have all this other stuff, you can actually deep dive into Batman besides the basic fish stuff. But when you start this whole thing out, you start out in the real world at Wayne Tech. And I feel like we've actually missed an issue for where we are progression-wise because all of a sudden – Batman with the dead man still inhabiting his body is hooked up to some kind of dream machine next to Damian Wayne, who's hooked up to a uh, dream machine. And then you have Sandman, Wesley Dodds, fighting some sleepless night. And I'm just like, what's going on here? Because, yeah, because I know they were we in terrific wait. tech. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we have to wait here, though, for whatever, I guess, Night Terrors 3 to maybe get this idea of that story. But it's just so out of whack, the timeline of events that we're dealing with that uh, we could have really done with a decent order and a reading order for when these things would have came out because right now i just feel lost because even the idea where batman's like god damn you know boston brand if you weren't inhabiting my body i'd be able to take control of my dream but you're inhibiting my actions here and out of nowhere he's able to take control of his dream and then after that dead man like stops possessing his body and then he's even able to wake up so like well here's the weird thing even go a little further because here's the way it goes and it, it upsets me a bit there is going to be a timing sort of issue. It would seem that in issue three of Night Terrors will have something. But when you finish this issue by saying go to three and four with what seems like a cliffhanger of a scene that will definitely be in, in issue three. When you do start, you we last left Wesley Dodson. I, don't know, I feel like the, the ending to this will like you pick up in issue number four in my mind. I, I don't know. I, I just have a feeling that you're going to end up at one point. But here's the weird play is. We left, oh no, dead man, you're in trouble by the sleepless nights. Oh, I hope that's it. But here, that man is by himself. He's in this weird play, and so I don't know what's going on and, and whatever. There is some sort of disconnect, so we'll have to end up seeing and find out. But even like you said, in the Nightmares of Batman, and this is where I have the problem, and I wrote some notes this week when I was reading some things there, because that's what I do. I'm diligent yeah, yeah. and things like that. but. The idea of what the rules are and what the rules aren't. But here's the problem. And there actually is a little more. But no, no, here, no. Tell me this. Sometimes. You have one note that says, I don't like the rules. That's, that's all you got, right? Due diligence. The rules? Who needs <laughs> to give rules? No, here's my note is I want to have dream warriors. We, we all do, right? Because that's the big thing. But not that, not that I'm a, a big horror guy. But when you end up having these nightmare scenarios, you want to see your characters fight their way through and out of it. But the way this was set up with such little rules, but also in a concept where in the waking world, they're all asleep. This isn't just being stuck in your nightmares. You're also, you have the whole world almost just asleep. So there really isn't a fighting your way out of the, the dreams of the nightmares. It's almost like a battle of attrition. You just have to end up, you know, wasting your time in there. Well, to don't, a degree, because die. now that we're at issue number two of our Night Terror stuff in August, you know, it feels like we are battling our way out of the nightmares because people are starting to wake up now. 
Yeah, but, but they're waking up, is, is, but not because they're doing anything at this why point. Why are they waking up at this point? Because, well, again, maybe it's because we need Night Terrors number three, but at this point, it's like, all right, I'm going to wake up, and oh my god, the waking world is overrun by nightmare creatures, just not my own brains. Yeah, and and, and I think that what we're going to get by the end, because the idea that you think insomnia is going through the nightmares, it's nonsense. He's not doing that. We're not at least seeing it. I think that by the end, there's a little bit of a different thing here. And I actually believe that what he's doing is he's going to end up because what we end up, you would figure that the people who are most likely to find the nightmare stone are going to be Wesley Dodds, maybe Batman if he comes in, but also dead man. And I think that this is a ploy. I think it's a trick by Ravager, insomnia to have right? them do the work. Oh, we'll get to that too. But I think that that's like, that's not the end all be all. What is it? What happens? Like, this is the whole play of this whole thing, why I'm so depressed. If you sit there and say, oh, my God, I don't want Thanos to get the Infinity Gauntlet. You know right. why you don't want him to get it? Because you know what he'll do. You know that that's dangerous. You know that shit will happen. But at this point in this story where we've had so much already, where you said, oh, you don't want him to get the Nightmare Stone, right? And I'm like, I, I don't really know. I don't Again, know what he'll no really what do with it. Stone is, and it seems it like he is. has ultimate power for the most part until... Because even the idea where Insomnia is our big bad, just some nobody guy in Arkham Asylum who doesn't like the heroes, got Lazarus Rain dripped on his head, and all of a sudden now he's a freaking nightmare warrior, and he's just looking for the Dreamstone that he, I guess he found out about, you know, from John D's nightmares. But when you have this going on, he comes out. All right, I got John D's body. I can come out into the waking world now, and for some reason I can create nightmare creatures in this world while also setting a nightmare wave out there that puts the entire world to sleep so that I can then jump from head to head looking for the nightmare stone because I believe that John D put this thing in somebody's mind. You know, we, we only really see him looking for it and it looks like Batman's mind. Everybody else is just doing their own thing. Like, like John, I mean, uh, Insomnia will show up. It doesn't look he's like he's searching for no, it. He's just kind of in the out. background. But That's like vacation. You have all stuff. this going on. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, shit, you know what? I need that nightmare stone because I got to go back to the dream world real quick because I can't stay out here. I'm like, well, why is that? Don't worry about it because I have my sleepless nights, this weird nightmarish horde of kings and queens and guillotines that are doing my dirty work in the land, the real, reality Wasn't landscape. Wasn't that an Aerosmith album? It, it was. No, no, it was a song, <laughs> Kings and Queens. Uh, but, uh, but, and, and just an aside, you, you said something that really actually, I have a new note, Eric. You actually have inspired me to think of something because we're saying all this, right? And, and we were talking, I said, and you said, he's trying to get the Nightmare Stone. But right. what, what does he want to do with it? We have that thing that he said that that'll allow him to be real in the waking world. Oh, real boy. He kind of was. But is that to be, what is his big MO? And it's not, it's, it's push, but not enough. I mean, here's the thing. Is it just going to be where I get the Nightmare Stone and his actual body that's put to sleep right now that can't stop having nightmares about the Justice League and his family dying? Is it just going to be, I can stop the nightmares now. I can finally sleep. It'd be nice. Here's the thing, though. He hates the Justice League. That is the big... Why did they get to come back and other people don't? Bah, so bah, you bah. have to think at some point, it's got to be something that's geared towards the Justice League. And we do think that his family ended up dying. In One of these events, or whatever crisis, events, yeah. metal, whatever it would have been. But they didn't save it. It's a standard thing. But when you ended up saying that Justice League, now I'm thinking, and I'm actually going to flip over to Marvel for a second. Uh, recently, you have Norman Osborn, who is trying to be good now. Doc, right. Doc, good Doc, Doc finds out, and he doesn't like that because he wasn't given that opportunity. I'm going to take you down. I'm going to. It feels like that here that I do think that somehow, some way, all of this is going to lead to 
obviously not the death of the Justice League, but somehow I think Insomnia is going to try to he's going to try to sass the Justice. I think he wants people to hate the Justice League as much as he does. Again, I, I just think it's for his own what. personal gain so he doesn't have to have the nightmares no more. But again, it seems like he's more upset than just I don't want the nightmares. I think that he's really upset at the Justice League, but it's a weird play. Also, when is anybody going to get this idea of why don't we go get that Dreamstone? I don't know how it would affect or whatever. I said it last week, but the idea that Who's okay, got that you got the to Nightmare come. Stone, let's go get the Dreamstone. And now I'm kind of thinking that maybe the better play was this Nightmare Stone. We don't know what it is. It's just nope. this, you know, pretty much MacGuffin. Don't know what Insomnia is. I wish that Insomnia. Don't know what the Sleepless Nights are. Yeah, I, I wish that he actually was trying okay. to convert. Like, remember, I got you know confused. Maybe they turned the dream. Maybe that would have been a better play. He's trying to turn the Dreamstone into a nightmare. It would be just as much nonsense. But the other thing, as you were saying, that gets me, he is so powerful right now. Why does he need anything else? I mean, he I has know. made everybody in the world fall a asleep. One trick pony where it's like, oh, I blew my load with that nightmare wave and I can't like stay in the real world. So once this is depleted, I'm kind of spent. Yeah, I, I, I guess. I know, pump I jump over here. I think, and, and as we go through and when we end a bunch of these issues, we end them with like, oh, no, there's a nightmare thing from the Batman, the bat gun, you know, gun bat. Then we have, the oh, my God, bat. the rabbit. Oh, my. And it feels like that's what he's going to end up building. And it's just going to be Dark Christ. He's going to get all these characters. He's going to have this big dark army. And then he's going to sass the justice at the end there. I don't know. I don't but know what's going to happen. Outside of Insomnia and all this stuff, because, we again, we have no idea what's going to happen because we have no idea what's actually happening right now in the main story for two for an entire goddamn month at this point. But we have Batman in his nightmare. It seemed before that we had emo Bruce Wayne, little, little emo, like, you know, goth kid Bruce Wayne with the eye. It seemed like that was Bruce Wayne in the first issue a bit. Now it's just pure Insomnia, like, you know, picking on, like, Bruce this entire time to the point where Bruce Wayne is complaining that, oh, my God, that stupid dead man, if he wasn't in my freaking head, I'd be able to take control until out of nowhere, Batman is able to take control of his dream. He becomes Neo, the one in this, and stopping bullets from the freaking gun bat, ripping the gun out of the bat's face. And then he goes and finds his black door when something's like, ooh, is that the like place where John D. hit the nightmare still behind this black door? What are you doing, no. Batman? How are you overtaking <laughs> my dream state? I have to leave now. The hell with you, Batman. Boy, he doesn't know is this black door isn't from John D. It's from me. Let's go inside the black door so I can hug little Bruce Wayne and cry alley once more and tell each other that bats are cool. Yeah, it, it's what funny, too, because you like doing? you said, he is talking to himself saying, oh, my God, I can't lucid dream. I tried to train for this, but I can't. Dead men, you son of but a I gun. Can. But now I could be Superman, then turn into Super Shredder Kevin Nash, then turn into pretty much Neo. I mean, he has it all, Eric. He has it it's all. It's funny that you have to call Super Shredder Kevin Nash. Like, I appreciate it, but it's just a weird call out for just one Super Shredder. Well, we we were talking about it this past week on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles okay. deal. And then I read this the next day. I'm like, oh, shit. Look at that. We got Super Shredder. I love me some Kevin Nash, though. So. Yeah. So that's what it reminds me of with that. And even somebody commented on YouTube about it as well. So you end up, even when you do this, though, everything is nothing. I mean, I hate to keep hitting the it doesn't matter, doesn't but it doesn't matter. matter. And you just end up at a point where Joshua Williamson, who is the architect of this, not a Mike Brady. He's not that good. But he ends up doing this. It's funny. You're sitting there, Mike Brady. And I heard Tom Brady. I'm like, yeah, he was Tom a Brady. football player. But no, yeah, he's Mike Brady. I get Mike you. Brady. So Nobody else does, but I get you. You end up at a point where it even feels like 
oh shit, I better get this going, but you're the one who should have the most grip on all of this, but yet I can't lose a dream. I can't. Okay, I'm Superman. And even then, he says, and this is the, the I'm weird I'm really part. scary now in this nightmare. How you like these apples, just insomnia? What, yeah, what you get, Joshua Williamson, I if like you want to sit apples, there. Yeah, if, if Joshua Williamson is trying to, you know, give us his deal, he says, you know, I often envy the Superman's powers in the ring. But I wouldn't use them. And then, well, I'll use them now, but I better unpack that thing when I get awake now. I'm like, no, no, you, you don't. You, you've already done that. Then to get to the point where his big play here, my biggest nightmare, because really all these should be centered on what the hell is this tie into night terrors, insomnia, but insomnia skedaddle. He says, hey, get get him, bat gun, gun bat. Gun bat. (laughs) Get it. And And again, if you're not reading the Batman book, and like we keep saying gun bat or bat gun because it's interchangeable at this point, it is a nightmare creature in Batman's subconscious, which is a giant bat with a face of a pistol. I do appreciate Insomnia does name him Gunbat, so I, gun but I keep messing it up. He said, get him, Gunbat. And then Neo. Now now I want Gunhawk to come back to life as a hawk with a gun face. Yeah, he'll be back <laughs> soon. Uh, so, about Gun Buddy. So you end up there, they're fighting. And so then once Insomnia skedaddles, your story kind of is done. I mean, you do have a cliffhanger that leads into well, Night no, 3 and 4, is, but there's uh, nothing again, here. I say it only leads into 4 because I have no idea how he got here, so that has to be part 3. But even when Insomnia leaves, like all of a sudden, he's not worried about the black door. Like That's all he cares about, as far as we're concerned, is the nightmare. So he believes that this chained-up door in the deepest reaches of Bat- Batman's subconscious is a place where John D. Dr. Destiny hid the Nightmare Stone inside Batman's mind, and like, oh my god, you're scarier than I thought you were, Batman. I'm going to skedaddle now, leaving you with this. And like, <laughs> what he doesn't know is there's no nightmare stone here. Just a little boy, Bruce Wayne. I'm going to go talk to that boy for a little while so I can tell him I'm proud of him. He can tell me he's proud of me. Yeah, and, and there were people who had in their reviews and things like that saying, oh, my God, this is the best. This allows Batman to go forward and not have to wait. This is in his mind. This isn't really him in the past. <laughs> I, I wanted to tell this one guy he didn't just time travel. He didn't just find out. This is him making this shit up in his head. And saying that he thinks, like, there's nothing resolved here. He opens up the door. There's little Bruce Wayne. Oh, man, I'm all alone. I was there for 90 minutes. This really sucks. Yep, man, boy, little, I know it's man, sucks. Man, boy, it's, people. Guess what, man? You know, I know your parents just died. You were here by yourself. And, like, it, it's a crazy time. One day you'll become me and you'll realize that you don't have to be alone all the time because you're going to find friends, a family. You can have guys with a fucking fire shooting out their eyes. You can have a family of Robins all nonstop. And you know what? Even though we're having this little heart-to-heart with my inner child subconscious, I know as soon as this gets done, I'm going to be the sad, depressed Batman that I've always been. So let's move on. We've done this as recently as Tom King's run. <laughs> but oh my God, did you see? He told his mom that he doesn't do it for him anymore. Like, you know, I feel like Tom King even tried to do that with the Booster Gold story where he's going to go back and stop things from happening, you know, for like, you know, back in time. It was totally bullshit. But like, you know, him telling the the subconscious version of his mother or ghost version of his mother, who fucking knows that the idea, I don't do this for you anymore, mommy. I do it for me and everybody else out there that needs the Batman. And and there were articles this week from, you know, Newsarama. This really steps forward and gets things going. Batman does it. was a slow news week. Are you ridiculous? There's no way that we're not going to go back to that. This means nothing. And then he hugs his little self. More than anything. At least he's not making out with himself like old, you know, Constantine. 
back was in the Earth day, right? And the thing was, he was not a child. He was of the same age, and it's fine because John Constantine finds himself sexy and he swings that way. It was awesome. This kid has been locked up. I don't know how timey wimey it is, Eric. He is old. Eric. He just looks. He looks young. He's a boy. But no, it's just ridiculous. And the thing and is, I really like hope him. more than anything with this Night Terrors leading out of this and then back into the main Batman book because for a moment there, when you know. It seems that Boston Brand has, like, you know, stopped possessing, uh, like, Bruce Wayne, and he's able to get out of there, and as he's coming back through his subconscious to reality, <laughs> the best, yeah. he sees all these Batman, the run, like, freaking, uh, Zero and R Batmans that we had during Chip Zdarsky's run, like, it was a weird little cliffhanger that we had that I thought ultimately meant nothing, I, but actually hoped more than anything that it meant nothing. Now as he's coming back through, he sees all these different versions of the Zero and R again, I'm like, don't you dare freaking bring this up again because I don't want to deal with that in the regular Batman. How does this deal with the multiversal thing with the subconscious coming to like, you know, becoming awake at this point? I don't understand. This is the thing as he's going through. You don't really you can't tell what the, I think the word bubble says. Where the fuck were you? <laughs> this is what you're supposed to protect me from. asshole. But when he's going through that, it is weird. Again, that feels like another Joshua Williamson thing where I've mentioned a bunch of times. He brings things up that only give more questions and make you shrug instead of being answers. There's no reason for that. He is breaking the chains of the dead man because something has happened to dead man. It's obvious in the that chains issue. are breaking, allowing Bruce Wayne to get free into his own mind and stuff like that. And he, as he goes and does this, what does it even mean when that black door with the subconscious little boy, Bruce Wayne, when the door slams shut again? I'm like, does that just go back and revert? Like, okay, you went in there, you did your thing, but now that you slammed the door again, the boy is locked up forever and you ever have to deal with him? Still the pain and trauma? He's making him eat rats and things. <laughs> yeah, he's just there. I guess it's it's not time it's to deal with that. It's a KG beast of the mind in there. <laughs> yeah, really. Kind of. So here's the thing, though, what I want to ask you. What, hap- what do you think happened to Deadman that is allowing... Find out in Night Terrors number three. And I th- because of how Joshua, William play- Joshua Williamson plays it... I swear to God, they're they're gonna say he's dead. I have a crazy ass feeling. Oh, Deadman, you say he died? I, I'm betting you. I'll bet you well, another didn't, didn't piece Deadman for that. Already die again though. I like think before? That, I think he has In died like 800 times. But yeah, again from hacks. So we'll see. I, I have a feeling that he died. Right? But yeah, we have all well, this. We'll neat see. Neat even comes up. even where we pick up though with the idea that we start the issue off at Wayne Tech, where Sandman's fighting some nightmare creature that's in reality, while Bruce Wayne and Damian Wayne are hooked up to some. I know some chairs with like, you know, monitors on them. Then all of a sudden when Bruce Wayne does come to and Dead Man's gone out of his body, we are now in Arkham Asylum. And like, you know, so we have a lot that went on in between the start of this issue towards the end of this issue. Because now the city has, you know, nightmare squids floating around. The city's on fire and Damian Wayne's sitting there with a goddamn gigantic, you know, Sandman pistol saying, shit's gotten real. We need to take care of this, daddy-o. Yeah, which again, you ended up having at the end of Damian's deal with when we last saw him, he realized how he could escape the nightmare realm he was awake he went to go i'm gonna go get the impersonator batman like all that so i would just guess that he went back to gotham found dead man teamed up with him and what and then we'll have to see but yeah it says you think wesley gods died again because damien has his gun yeah i I don't know (laughs) i mean he's he's fighting it out in the beginning and then at the end, and he has his gun at the beginning, and now at the end he you doesn't. Think the sleepless nights, you know, knighted him into some kind of sandbringer. Maybe that that might be the sandbringer. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was old Rust Bucket? Is that what they called Rustbringer. Cliff Robot Man? Rust Bucket. Uh, and then after all this, we then have what I only can think of as a backup, so that people remember that there is a Green Arrow. Oh, there's book a Green Arrow on. book. The hell you say? That's nice to see because. 
It's the worst part, too, because we have things that are going on in the Green Arrow book that, you know, if you're a Green Arrow fan, you're going to care about with Leanne, Oliver Queen, and Connor Hawk all being missing. There's a big, like, conspiracy with Amanda Waller involved in the center of it. So pretty much you have Roy Harper and Diana Lance going around trying to find the rest of their family and get everything back together. Oh, no, night terrors happens. Dream wave hits while they're freaking walking through a swamp for whatever reason. And then you just walk through Roy Harper and Diana Lance's nightmares until they instantly wake up because the dream is over. And we have no idea why. Yeah. That's it. And it just seems like number one, maybe. And everything, you know, Thank going you, this Terrence. one. Roy Harper Batman, and Black Canary. The Batman stuff has the, hey, you know, stay tuned for three or four. Most of these are saying, find out in Night Terror's Night's End. That's the final deal at the end of the month during annuals week. So I think that all that book is going to be is like, ha ha, <laughs> I won. Here you are. Hey, I'm off. I don't know. Like, we're gonna play with insomnia, like, but it's still. so funny. Like the idea that these dreams are so short. They're like, it seems like the, the dream wave hit them like everybody else. But there's, there's the dreams took place in like ten seconds. Where Roy Harper's like, oh my god, there's other zombie versions of me that I can't hit with my arrows because I can't, like you know, and I never miss. Why am I missing so much? Count Vertigo must have done something to me. Well, like Donna Lance, she's having the the uh, nightmare where her mouth is sealing shut because she's afraid that people don't listen to her. Not that she can't speak, that people don't hear her. And ultimately, the biggest disappointment is when we have the nightmare with Roy Harper, he comes, like, you know, in the waking world, while he's asleep, he actually says in his sleep, I hate that costume. And I definitely want to know which costume he hates. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see, Eric. But yeah, you end up having this, and it just felt like, again, a, a question nobody asked and an answer for nothing. The, the idea, hey, wh- what's going on with Arsenal and, and Black Air? Oh, you want to know? Well, here, nothing. They end up having a nightmare wake up. At least, though, we know that Roy, he is so much smarter than Poison Ivy. Poison <laughs> Ivy's going through the craziest shit in, right in the middle. I think I might be dreaming. Like, really? Well, that's all right. We have to deal with it. Like, the thing is, they're doing weird things with this, which I kind of feel like I would have appreciated in other books, but it's so short here. It doesn't matter. It's just, look, you have things going on in the nightmare that the characters are then picking up for what's going on in their real life world that they are worried about. See, he's missing all the shots because... Somehow, subconsciously, that means that he's missed out on so much in Leanne's life, so he's missing everything now in the actual shot. So that's the big thing if you want to find out, like, you know, what Roy's making him tick at this point in time with Leanne. You know, Black Canary, she's like, I'm afraid that people don't hear me. And all I can think about with that is, like, when she was the leader of the Justice League in, like, the early 2003s, like, you know, kind of situation. And I'm like, is that all that's based? Because, you know, you, you were the leader, but still essentially the Trinity were, like, the, the backdoor leaders that were doing stuff behind your back. So I, I, I don't know, like... What recently makes you think that Black Canary isn't being listened to? The one thing with Roy that I actually thought until you ended up, oh, I get it. I mean, and and still, when you have an issue this quick, it doesn't really hit well. And then it basically, what are you afraid of? Hey, nobody listen to me. What are you afraid of? I missed stuff. But before that, I thought he's being a little more clever with the idea that he has died recently because you end up having those zombie versions. Also, nobody cares about infinite frontier. I also thought that why he, he not even Joshua Williamson, he was trying to shoot. This is my whole play here. He was trying to take down these other versions of himself, almost like his past that he can't escape. So when he, he wants to get rid of them, but he can't, that's why I thought he was missing. I thought he was missing because the idea that his past always will haunt him and he can never get rid of it. And then he just says he messed stuff with me. And I'm like, all right, all right, maybe. I but your past is important, Roy, because of that, your past versions of yourself, you wouldn't be who you are today. Well, exactly. But you know how it is. I, I actually took it as almost even a meta type thing of him always being, eh, look at me. I can't escape being, you know, my word, a junkie or this. He's and the I, best. I just liked it. But yeah, we, we both like him. 
And when you end up getting, hey, what are you going to do when you, you try to do the canary cry without a mat? Like, that's classic horror. But when it's thrown in this quickly, like this, I'm like, I'm telling you, if you had an issue, I wanted to see some hardcore black canary stuff where she's trying to do the canary cry. Her mouth seals shut to the where she grabs something sharp and cuts herself open to be able to continue screaming because she's such a badass. I actually think it would have been that she would have freaked out. Oh, my God, like, looking, doing, like, sign language or something to Roy. And then Roy would say, listen, you, you don't have to use that canary cry. You're one of the badass, you know, hand-to-hand combat people here. And, she, oh, yeah. And then, she's, then she cuts her mouth open and says, thanks a lot, sucker. And then starts going on it. But you, you could have played a lot. Gross. We like both uh, Black Canary and especially Roy Arsenal that I wish we would have had more with them in this as opposed to some of these other nonsense books. But overall, this just seemed like a reminder. Hey, everybody, we didn't forget about the Green Arrow book because it hasn't really been any sort of focus in this. So you end up having that little crocodile action. Thankfully, Connor, Oliver, and Leanne were off planet at this point in time. It didn't get hit by the nightmare wave. Yeah, they didn't. And then I'm thinking about that old lady that got eaten by the alligator. Scared the shit of me. That was a night terror. That was uh, recently an old man also got eaten by an alligator as well. You got to watch alligators out. Alligators do this. Those things get hungry and they like to eat. Just imagine that. This is why that. they're good at Oh, my goodness gracious. Yeah, really. That's what Jeff told me. Oh, my goodness gracious. You and Batman, what would you give this? Ultimately, I think the art is fine in both the backup and main story. It's just they kind of are underwhelming overall because even the Batman stuff, it does nothing except for come to a really interesting cliffhanger that I think is still two issues away in the actual Night Terrors book. So I'm really finding it disappointing. It's cool to have the, the Black Canary and Arsenal here because I love those characters. It's just not enough. So what do you give this a six out of ten? Yeah, I'm a fucking fuck. Fuck you! I, I actually, the art by Gillian March, I, I think it's still good. It's not as good as that first issue. I remember oh, the when first we were, issue was really good. That that freaking gun bat looked that amazing. Gun bat. Yeah, that gun bat was like, holy crap. It's a bit they, here, but it's still good looking art. He blew his load on the first gun bat. Here it just serves its purpose. Did, did, but I, Did he do it the still gun looks bat good. in the first issue? Like, yeah, I believe the same artist? Okay. Yep, I believe it was. So it, I do That's think crazy. that it took a little step backwards, but still good, like I said. But and that backup artist is okay. I, I would yeah. like a little more detail in the mouth. I just want to know which costume he hated. <laughs> Every one of them. But yeah, I'm a FU5, but we'll uh, continue I'm, I'm really on. afraid it's the Red Arrow costume from when he joined the Just League, just because I love the fact that, you know, Roy Harper was on the Just League, and I really, like, you know, came to the point where, like, you know, Roy Harper was a character that I loved in, like, 2003 when that happened. I'm like... Please, look, I understand you kind of looked a little goofy every now and again for the straight edge look that you were going for, but don't hate on that, buddy. Maybe he's hating on you. I don't know. What are we doing next, sir? Night Terrors, Ravager, number two, written by Ed Brisson with art by Dexter Soy, Veronica Gandini, and Troy Fatiri. And this, my friends, is the most important book in Night Terrors and going out of Night Terrors back to the dawn of DC with what it's bringing. That's what I said last month when we did not Ravager number one. This issue is... Hey, uh, Ravager's going to run away from some monsters in, in her dream world, and then she's going to get pulled out of her nightmare by Peacekeeper 1, and that's the majority of the issue. That looks great, but nothing at all really seems to happen in the second issue. But Eric pulled out of this issue by Peacekeeper 1 to go in that out-of-nowhere tie-in in the brave and the biggest, bold. I'm like, oh, what, shit. This is what actually puts it like realized you know, it. It, it puts it over the top for me, and I'm not in a bad way either. I say this is because I find myself so interested in the idea where you have a nightmare, right? You have Rose Wilson, 
in a nightmare situation. Let's even say outside of the insomnia bullshit nightmares. It's just her in this weird nightmare realm. And in this nightmare realm, her father, Deathstroke, who's, cu- who's currently in a con- coma, stuck in a Bacta tank for what happened to him with the Great Darkness, he's able to pierce her mind. He has created these nightmare servants of his, who in my mind, who might be Grant Wilson and, you know, who I'm calling Clay Wilson, Respawn. He's created them into monster versions of himself, and they want Rose Wilson to be the bridge from the nightmare realm into the real world to bring Deathstroke back. And this he's called the Murder Man, and it's just like a weird subconscious person, like we're just nightmare personification of who Slade Wilson is. And he needs his living daughter with this, you know, maybe it's the idea of what, what's going on with insomnia, or maybe it has something to do with her tele- uh, t- um I was going to say telepathy, but it's like, you know, is that the right word? Pre-cog. No, it's uh, precog. Thank you. But the idea of being a precog, allowing this uh, the bridge to actually yeah. work more than anybody else in the blood lake that they have. Thin. This is really cool. And on top of that, the idea that we're going to leave Night Terrors and go back to Batman, the Brave and the Bold Stormwatch story, which I have been enjoying. And we're going to continue on with this. I'm like, this is some crazy banana shit that I'm actually all in for. I just yeah, wish that this issue did <laughs> more with the space that it had, except for just running through a freaking Freddy Krueger realm with monsters chasing There's it. a couple different things in this, too. But the problem is, is that in the first issue, you ended up having Ed Brisson mention the idea. Oh, you know, it looks like insomnia got a hold of your daddy to help. This It, it kind of seems to me that that gets pushed aside. And they even start talking about, we're from this world and we can't. This doesn't feel like I just think that when we get to the stuff in the Brave and the Bold, it's going to be, oh, no, the monster fight, 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 done. I I don't think it'll be anything more than that because of the idea that when they're yelling about it, it doesn't even seem like it's connected anymore. I wish it was more connected, like you ended up where you'd have him say, well, you know, daughter, my lovely daughter, Rose, why don't you help me? Because I'm now in the box to tank. We can fix this out this just seems like a monster version almost like a, a different multiverse earth type no no deal. i'm saying and it's I'm not like deathstroke in. as we've known before but we haven't seen deathstroke since he was taken over by yeah, the i don't think darkness. that this is even and, anything with it anymore well, it's just it's such a weird it. idea because you know let's just say it's it's nothing right it has no connection to slade wilson at all even though i really really want it to be but when we have a situation where rose is awakened by peacekeeper one by some means outside of just everybody else waking up it seems like she is, you know, she left some blood on the counter that she was laying on before she woke up. And that blood at the end of this thing starts, like, you know, jumping about a bit, like it's actually forming into something. So I'm like, what is different about this dream and, and nightmare than any other one where Rose Wilson needs to be a bridge for some just nightmare? And and that's the funny play at the end. You would hope that so that's it'd why be I feel the, like it has to be a connection. You would hope it'd be the murder man or something like that, but it could just be this rose coming. To, who knows what? And again, it is I have to, I have to say, her, right? I have to say it's the murder man. But the idea, though, that I don't know why if it's not Slade Wilson or some like embodiment of Slade Wilson of what he's become, what he is in like the nightmare realm where he's you know hanging out in the great darkness and a coma and all this stuff. This is what he is—the personification of how he sees himself. This murder man, this monstrous creature. I just don't know how it can't be something if this thing is actually coming out of her blood and into the real world. I don't even think it's connected. I, I really just think this is her vision. But even that, her vision of this, and it just wants to get through because even it's saying, like, I'm stuck here. This is my world. I want to get in your world. It just doesn't seem connected anymore. And I think it's just going to be a lame ass, hey, I followed you through. We're going to have to fight now. And again, I actually think that by the end of this, because of the connections that we were talking about earlier with insomnia, with the idea that he ends up wanting the Nightmare Stone, he can make constructs in the real world out of nightmares. I think that all of these monsters that we're seeing, like the Gunbat and the future Superman and the, what was it, that crazy 
like Warrior and the Wonder Woman. I think they're all just going to manifest themselves in the real world, and this will just be that happening in the Brave and the Bold book. I, I just think that that's all it is. I don't think there's anything bigger than just, oh, no, all of our nightmares have come to the real world. This is a little different because of this blood type deal, yeah. but we'll have to see. But I just that's think all, that like, it'll with everything that's just involved, end up it just with feels that. like it has to be something different because we're not seeing any of these other personifications being manifested. We have individual like monsters and sleepless nights and things that we don't understand at all for how insomnia is working, but nothing that we've seen in the comics. I just think they're like, hey, Ed Bruce, we have to do something to try to tie it into the Brave and the Bold so people will be duped to buy that. And he's like, well, I guess I could do this. We'll have to see. Well, We'll even the idea of the brave and the bold and how what a strange twist it is that say like, okay, we're coming out of night terrors. We have a Ravager book that's connected to the Stormwatch story in Batman, the brave and bold. One of the four stories in that book. And one of the weird stories that like, you know, you shouldn't care about, but somehow it's the best story in there. We're going to tie into that. And then once we're done with that, we're going to go and we're going to jump back into the story (laughs) that we left off with. And I'm like, the thing is, I like the team. Rose is my favorite character on that team. I want to see what they're doing. But that scavenger hunt thing that they've been doing with the idea of collecting devices to seem like it's going to go up against the Justice League, it was wearing a little thin because it seemed like stuff I've seen before. Now, if we go back to Stormwatch and they end up doing Murder Man Nightmare stuff with Rose Wilson and possibly, as far as I, I, I want to hope, the like continuation of what Slade Wilson will be a manifestation of his, sub, like his, his mind in the, from the nightmare world to the reality, that's something I want to see more of and less of what we had before and I was enjoying what we had before. When we were talking about going against the Justice League, they even said that at that one point, and then you said, oh, does he actually mean, and it was Bones. The Titans. And, uh, yeah. and, did he mean the Titans? Uh, pretty much from solicits and things like that, I, I do believe, because one of the big things that's been revealed at the end of this whole deal, Amanda Waller gets a hold of this Dr. Hate, the right. Dr. Fate amalgam, to then go and... Is it an amalgam or just a bad version? Well, it's a bad version, but I think okay. it might be a nightmare version. Now that oh, okay. they're playing it up with this, I don't know, but it's going to put on the the helmet of hate. I, I almost say the helm of hate. And from that, though, I, this is all. I hope this makes reverse sense. fate. <laughs> Amanda Waller is the villain. It seems from the solicits in Beast World, okay. so she's going to be going against the Titans in that. I do think that maybe what happens, and maybe you'll almost get what you're saying, is the idea. But I don't think this murder man's going to anything i think that this will just be the oh my god look at this we do this and then stormwatch has a target on amanda waller who's going after the titans who's going after this and we're gonna have you know a three-way are we uh, sure that amanda waller is not in in control of stormwatch as well we don't know but i guess it's i don't know but that's the problem or this will all be that it's going to be something gathered up for amanda Waller. i think that's what i think i think there's an amanda waller connection there and I think that it'll all kind of come with that. Maybe Amanda Waller, maybe her play here is somehow out of this. She wants to get Deathstroke back up and running, and this might be a way. I don't know, but I just I tell you the thing that is, that I, I, I grab a hold of this so much just because with all of the wealth, like Deathstroke, people pretty much people online only have one memory of Deathstroke, and that's what he did to Terra back in like 1982 or some shit, whatever it was, whatever Other year it was. People like the Chris or Priest, but they just generalize but, that. It's not pretty like much one moment. People are like, he's a pedophile. He had sex with a child 40 mm-hmm. years ago and stuff like that. And that's all anybody cares that's about. That's what, yeah. But the thing about it is, Deathstroke is such an interesting character outside of that, such an interesting villain, and I can see so much with him and the entire Wilson family doing so much cool stuff Going forward out of stories like this, even when we left him in Dark Crisis, I just want Ravager to do different things and pick up different ideas where we could actually, even the stuff that we saw, um, 
who who was it that did um the cease? It was Tom Taylor, right? Okay, so even the idea where you had in that Jason Todd and Ravager together in a relationship wise, I want to see more of that. I want to see the point where he breaks away from the bad family and actually puts on a Deathstroke type mask, Jason Todd, and they're doing different things. He's going to take and on he's the mask and respawn. No, right? no, he's just he's he's mm. just the red hood, like the Deathstroke red hood kind of thing, because he's and that's the whole thing too. It's such a great connection between the Bat family and the Wilsons and You're what they have for going a lot on for a like one I, no, no, little I, I'm not just story. Saying this. <laughs> it's just that these high aspirations I have for things that people could tell with the stories that we've already had, they're like all the open t- like uh, things that are like still left on the table. Like there's so much to do in it, and this never feels like anybody wants to pick up the ball and run with it. Well, the biggest play that you're saying here is all this is Joshua Williamson stuff and bring and he back has respawn. Done. He has done stuff Clay. with with uh, <laughs> double G or special G. Come on. He is the half-brother of Damian Wayne. I don't know if everybody would agree with me. You seem to disagree with me. But Joshua Williamson has written some real shitty-ass Deathstroke shit. And that's who's going to be involved with this anyway. Because that Deathstroke Inc. book was bullshit. I, we enjoyed a bit it of it. It started out okay. Actually, no, no. It had a good premise. It had it had lousy issues. We were in fantasy land at one point. I hated Fairy that. Fairy tale castle deal. At the That's end, true, it writing could, a unicorn is not for me. And and it did what Joshua Williamson stuff does, and probably this event will do. It it just ended up meaning nothing at the end, and it all fell apart. Just like even I mean, him we, becoming King Deathstroke, like why'd you go with that? Moniker? And then all know. of a sudden, he became the big bad of the Dark, Dark Crisis. No, but it didn't but elevate no. the character. No. It, it, people are just like, what the fuck? So now he's in he the away. tank. Well, even when we brought care. him back to life, you know, we put him in the Lazarus pit. It didn't heal his eye, but for but for some reason, it didn't it didn't heal his eye, but also it, it infected him with the great darkness. But was also pariah. Yeah, this is this what? is the sort of non rules that we're getting again. I understand. Look, I'm telling you, it's all very it. frustrating. It's just that when I look at characters like Rose Wilson getting a main title in this Night Terrors nonsense. We look, it's not great, but I'll take what I can get here. Now, there's just so many opportunities to do great stuff with the Wilson family. Fuck, Jericho's still out there kicking it. You know, I want to see more of him, I too. I think he's painting looking up at a star. I, I have all this going on, and this is the thing. You're an eternal optimist, I guess, because you sit there and say, I oh, like my DC God, I, you like this book. Yeah, but do you? And I, uh, yes. I you no, yes, you I love the characters. You love it. Do you love what they're doing? Because you are really putting a lot of hope and you know dreams on people who haven't been well, able see, to do what you're own, saying like, for the past ten stuff. years. Well, that's the thing. I'm not going to enjoy the story. I'm not saying you are because of that, but I'm not going to enjoy the story because what I think they could do down the line. This issue was a nothing bullshit. Just walk from here to there. No, no, fighty, I'm the fighty, nightmare deal. Was and very nothing. nonsense. I'm telling you, there was not a lot going on for the, the like the majority of this issue where she's just kind of going up against nightmare versions of herself and what I have to assume are nightmare versions of her dead brothers and then the nightmare version of her father to the point where she eventually just wakes up because Peacekeeper One has some I don't know some some nightmare antidote on him and all of a sudden I'm like I am intrigued though with where this book can go going back to the Batman Brave and the Bold Stormwatch story. I'll get I'll get to that in a second because I do want to give the shout out if you do read manga and Jujutsu Kaisen, Hanami definitely is the inspiration it looks like for Murder Man. But with that though, I think that by the end of this event, by the end of this issue, even by the end not so much maybe the the Batman because that continues in the event. But when are we actually going to get stories that just end? I'll give the like say the Joker later. I didn't like it, but at least it seems like it has a beginning end. Again, we get something that... No, no, that it's continuing on in the Joker book to a degree. To a degree. I get you. That continues in a way like, okay, almost like a chapter done, and then we go. 
I'm telling you, Matthew Rosenberg did in that book what, like, pretty much everybody's saying, like, even when Joker wakes up in his mind, well, I'm going back to sleep because that was bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in this, like, the idea where you end with a cliffhanger that is, like, that's basically the big thing for the two, but it's it's now sending you somewhere else. And it, there's never, like, Dark Crisis, that ends, and it's sending you somewhere else. We're going to get Night Terror, it's you it's just getting the story never ends Jim. well and i know that's that somebody like comics. that's what sequential but you have to have at least something for the people who are reading this book to say okay that was a really good solid two issues while we double well, at least me not loving the idea of non-integral you know or integral i meant not integral <laughs> stories but in nightmares like you could go with that, and a lot well, of the majority have told are me. bullshit because they are contained. But the containment they have is just nothing to fill up a freaking comic book space. This at least does something in my mind. Like while well, the majority of the nightmare, like I said, nonsense. That's what I'm saying. Though it somewhere does go and somewhere more that important. if you are already reading that so overpriced book, the Batman Brave, so book, then you can be excited about and. If then you're also liking... Well, they got me hooked for another month. <laughs> you and, and Zach Walker, you guys love it. You guys are trumpeting that Stormwatch book. I'm I'm kind of there. I'm not... It's nothing I would buy or go right. for. Look, if it's by itself, I would. it would be on my $25 door dipolis. Yeah, not me. But when I get to the end of this, I'm, I'm like, it's a tug of war. It's an emotional roller coaster where I'm sitting there like, well, this might be something that I would be interested. Like, I'll be on board with Eric now. I might be interested. I'm in, but I'm also thinking, like, you fuck you, making people go and you know continue in that overpriced book. That seems like a shitty thing to do, especially and as we said before. Event. It's not perfect, but go and just buy the Ultra app and wait a month. Yeah, yeah. That's where. Did you buy the Ultra app, Eric? Fuck no. <laughs> they made me pay it all in one lump sum for a year. They go fuck themselves. If they made me pay monthly. I would have had that Ultra app already. But you save. I'm not a Rockefeller. I ended up, and if if you're out I'm a there, poor boy, I'll tell everybody. If you if right now everybody went and said, oh, because Jim said there's always codes. Oh, the codes. If you do go out and you don't see a code, hold off a bit. There's definitely going to be one when that Blue Beetle comes out. They do it every time, so just hold tight. And you'll probably get like a, you know, a good amount, like a 30% discount for that yearly ultra deal with just, it'll be like, you pay like rocks. eight bucks a month. Come on. Yeah. Well, I'm telling you, that, or whatever it is, the way it is. Yeah, I know. Well, I ended up, I think when I got it with the uh, deal, it was, like, 70, it was like $72. Well, you said you love the DC comics. I do. And I'm already by the reading end of them. This, so by the, <laughs> by the end of this, I'm sitting there and I'm like, yeah, you didn't do much. You, like you said, you do have an intriguing cliffhanger, but it's it's kind of infuriating to not be involved in something night tears. If I started said, having weird freaking like you know thoughts today about the idea, like if I ever got involved with DC and the point where they didn't hate my guts for weird science DC comics, yeah, they and I was able to and just have an idea of an, like a whole like I want to become Mike Brady, the architect of this, the Wilson family part of the DC comics, and have all of this stuff going on that'll branch out for years to come, like. I did this, 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 and this. I'm like, this could all work and be really cool. And actually, ultimately, it would always just tie back to a weird, you know, Deathstroke versus Batman situation, which I'm sure people are actually tired of. But there's so much room for that to grow and be better stories than we've had in the past because of all of the connections we've had. Yeah, the, I'm I'm burning the bridge constantly, Eric. You're never going to. You, you just uh, distance yourself from me and you might I be tried. okay. Every week, like before, because when you end up, when you do get those official review copies, they do have you mail or send you know email your reviews 
I, I don't get time for that shit. When we had them, I, I always got yelled at. Hey, why aren't you sending? Then I started. I got better at it. Whatever. Now I'm real good at it, Eric. Every time we give a shitty review, I, I have the email addresses for these people. I just send it right to them. Here's our coverage, pricks. Right? Uh, that works out. And then uh, I think they're going to be like, ooh, these guys are straight shooters. Yeah. You got weird ideas about things. Yeah, yeah. I do, Eric. I, I'm still mad. I can hold a grudge. And now that I've given up my lifelong feud with Jim Zub, I need to hate somebody. And it, it's not. You hate so many people. I, I know. Well, that, that fuels me. That is Jim Fuel. But as you said, I'm with you. I love people have asked me daily on the reg, Eric. Why oh. do you keep reviewing these things? Why do you deal with DC? But even when I, you know, told everybody they, they knocked us out of the review deal, they don't want us anymore, they hate our guts, whatever, because we do love DC comics. What I was saying to you is like, I don't know right now in the here and now week to week deal, I'm really enjoying them, but we do love these characters and I get it that you want more and you come up with these ideas. But I actually, one of the notes that you made fun of, Eric, one of the notes that I had. It's just one note. And no, there's a, there is another one. I, this was in the mind, Eric. It was my oh, night. okay. But I've already broken this rule, and we both should have had it because we always end up being schmucks. We always try to figure out shit. Oh, this means that, and this guy's left-handed. Well, it keeps me excited. It, it does, but then it just ends up. It's starting to get to me. Signal. We're never right. It's not even that we're not Signal. right. Yeah, you have that. I I think I did a couple things, right? <laughs> Somewhere <laughs> I did along a couple the line, things here and there. I huh? did a couple things that came up with down the line. But again, the big telltale thing of this issue, we're done talking about it. We really didn't have to talk about the oh no, the, what was happening because nothing, nothing really happened. I had so much to talk about headcam and stuff that I want to do in the future that doesn't exist. That's filling up all my time because nothing happens in this issue except for that it looks great and it gets me really inspired for what's to come in store. Watch, yeah, I, I had a, an idea that this one and it does do something a little different here. But again, knowing that nobody was told anything, I wonder what that means. But when you have these, there isn't like a real, and you could say maybe the Joker, but not really because that's kind of wacky. I actually wanted to have one of these characters that's like, ooh, let's peek into their no Oh, shit, like nothing's going on. Like they really don't have nightmares. But when I thought about Rose, because of that, seeing a little, I thought that they should play with that. And I know they're kind of going within the nightmare realm. At that, but that would have been cool to see the nightmare of what it's like to, as we saw in that deceased. We ended up where we talked about the idea that you saw your you know husband died before he even died you had to go through that twice when jason todd died in that book and she said i had to go through. i wish it would have went more with that but also i thought of the idea of her nightmare might be that hey i want a regular life with my dad you know she oh but, yeah would, but almost like a more poison ivy the way poison ivy is but you know good and i would like the idea where there it is the poison ivy yeah but good the slade wilson family reunion have the reunion but in her real mind, the actual real terror, the real nightmare for her and the fear would be, if I ever get what I really want, will my dad like that? And I think that Deathstroke, like, you know, he would last like two minutes and then he'd be like, yeah, I'm going to go get a pack of smokes. And I, I think love that, that could have been something the good. Deathstroke run where all of a sudden Slade got everything he ever wanted with his family. He got out of the business and he got bored instantly and left. Yeah. And that's what I think would be somewhere he's a along those lines. A yeah. murder man. And, and. Or you end up where, in the nightmare, you end up where they the family gets everything they want, and Rose realizes 
that's not really what I want or need. Things like that. Or what are you talking about? Willy Wonka told me the boy got everything he ever dreamed of, lived happily ever after. Yeah, that's because Charlie Bucket, the guy hadn't taken a shower in like eight years. He's got those old people you living in water. Shit. Right? Well, that's what I'm saying. He got everything he wanted. He's going to be happy. He actually has a, a damn chocolate factory he can live in. And, uh, you know, Grandpa Joe could go haul ass now, out now there. Now, we, uh, we joke, like, well, joke slash complain about the idea when you have these nightmare scenarios where they'll take the time, or even just any individual comic where it's like, all right, what are we going to do here for this one-off? Well, let's go back and re-show the origins. I could just, like, pretty much Batman, dealing with Crime Alley nonstop. I think Rose Wilson Ravager might have been a good one to show might have been her a good actual play. backstory just because I don't think she's a, like a really well-known character for a lot of people. And I did have people that first couple weeks even the flashback the of what she had here, it was a made-up fantasy world that she had like lived in. And and what we all you know would love is these things would have planning ahead and things like that. So if you're going to go basic, and a couple people were wondering and actually saying maybe a little sassy. Saying, oh, don't you get it, Jim? What they're doing is they're actually giving people who jumped on with the Dawn of DC some origin stories. And maybe at the end, maybe that's what they could have done through Nightmares, show a bit of the origins of all these characters so that they're up to speed when they get to September and back to Dawn of DC. Even that, you can play it up. Not it a Batman. No, that's the thing. In this, you end up, oh, I hope that my little boy, Bruce Wayne, like you could get a little more into the psychological things of it to give people an idea, not an origin of the the bat, but the origin of the man. <laughs> you need a deep dive. But in this, I kind of wish we had something a little bit different, but it seemed like, and that's, again, kind of a, Shade, but also appreciation. It ends up going into the Stormwatch book, and I think that that's obvious that that was the goal right away. Okay, I'm going to yeah. tell the story, and at the end we have to have this, and then the rest really didn't matter much because when you go forward, you're just going to end up having the blood splatters. Everybody's going to have hepatitis, and I Gross. really wish that in this you end up having Peacemaker one and and them talking. I wish Peacekeeper they would have said one. Peacekeeper everything. Oh one. You end up where I was oh, just said, one. oh, luckily we were Zero in the bleeds. We were in the bleeds, and that's why we didn't go, because you can kind of infer. You said space, I'm going They were, they were on Skywatch, it's fine. Point. Yeah. Zero. I wish they would have said that. Because, well. Jim, the world went to sleep. We were outside of the world on Skywatch. They were kind of in that bleed Skywatch nonsense, so. You end up having like, that. Are too. they actually doing Skywatch? I think it's just a satellite at this point. So yeah, it's, no, it's I think outside. that it's like one of those that's everywhere Cause, at one Because the old Stormwatch used to be in the blade. I get it. It also goes with the authority in my mind. Yeah, it's true. Gets, you know, a lot of the wild stuff that throws sort of way thing. off, too, yeah. Damn right. Uh, but what would you give this by the end? The thing is crazy because I can tell you this entire time that not a lot happens in this issue the majority of the time, but I think the book looks great. And I get really excited for what's to come in store much for what was set up in the first issue and the second issue here. And I love seeing Rose Wilson kick ass and take some names. Give it 6.5 out of 10. I am going to give it a 5.5. I'm not going to give it an FU5 that I had geared up before we sat. Pretty much all the books I felt were FU5s going into this. But you've convinced me a little. We talked a little bit about it. I, I did enjoy it a little more. But again, I might be guilty of what I said you were guilty of, you know, going with the idea. Oh, this could be cool down the line. Maybe not so here. And especially if you are somebody who is just getting night cares, you don't read the Batman Brave and the Bulb. Oh, this might be a bit of a, a, a disappointment. This might have been a bit of a, a letdown in this because really what it is is setting up but more again, stuff it's, in it's the Brave like and the, the Bulb ma- story. It feels like the majority of the issues that we're dealing with 
don't have dick to do with insomnia or night terrors, at least this is doing something with its well, time. I'm saying it, it is doing something, but something for another thing that you're enjoying. And I like, and if you're not reading anything else and just getting, it's a weird thing to think that people are going to be like, oh, I think I'll get that Ravagers. I, I think that what I'm going to do is I'm going to get the Ravagers, the Angel Breakers, and the Punchlines. Those Honestly, are the three main characters. Right? I'm all about picking up the Ravager and the Angel Breakers. People were, uh, <laughs> people were giving me a little bit of crap about the Angel Breaker book. And really? let me tell you, let me tell you this, there. People listened to the podcast last week. Two people ended up, you know, getting a hold of me and saying, "Oh my God, I can't believe that you're going to tell me that that Angel Breaker's good. You're full of shit." Da, da, da. I said, "Well, go and read it." Before and yeah, they ended up, seriously. Oh, I'll show you. Both of them came back and said, you know what? It's not that bad. They didn't say it was great, but they actually yeah. said, yeah, it's one of the better Again, issues I've read. Like, so, like you and I you talked go. about last week with Angel Breaker, the idea that it's a Night Terrors book. Week. It, it sucks as a Night Terrors book. It is great as an individual Angel Breaker story. Yeah. yeah and, and this. And Rob I mean, after it, for some reason. Yeah. This, this Ravager, it's not a great. You know, Night Terror's book, but if you are interested in, in, you know, the character Rose and the or idea of going and going to read the Stormwatch deal, I think that it's good enough. It's a good enough deal. So, uh, you I'm going to go. Rose. What did I say? 5'8? I'm going up 5'8. Five, 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 eight. Eight. I said 5'5, yeah, five, sure. so I'm going sure, up to 5'8. Yeah. Not going to go up to 6. You you're, you're a 6, Eric. I'm not going to go. <laughs> it's true. I can't even deny it. Actually, well, I haven't seen you. The funny play is somebody else was talking to me uh, recently about the idea that me and you, we used to work together. We live a couple blocks away. Yeah. I have not seen you in three years. So I'm there you go. I actually have set up the desk up here where we have two computers, back to back, two mics. You could come over. It would, it would really could. open up the avenues, Eric. And that, uh-huh. I was actually thinking of it this week, and I'm like, would Tanya, I guess she'd let you smoke and stuff. That would bother me, but of course you know, it would. you'd be able to do that. And the thing is, I, I wouldn't do that because you don't smoke in your house. All of a sudden, I'm going to come up and say, these are the rules now, bitches. Smoke them up. You can get some vape, Eric. This place is vape central. Yeah, I'm not, I don't vape. No, I'm not That's doing that. That's nonsense. I sit I there and I'm like, I, I end up and I, I smell this, this smell. That and bubble it's, gum? it's just, I end up, I'm like choking and I say to Tanya, what is that smell? And she thinks I'm asking like nice, like Oh my goodness, what is that smell? Oh, that's the fruity pebbles. <laughs> the one got the day. That's watermelon peaches. I'm like, no, it isn't. It doesn't smell like that. It's making me sick. Oh, yeah, yeah, the dog freaks out. But yeah, it smells you, like you a clown's butthole. What are you doing over I there? I think that we're, we're heading to issue number or episode number 500. I think that once we go forward, I think that at some point. Forward. Well, maybe. <laughs> you get full out video. And we're going to be in the same room so we can beat the shit out of each other. We'll have I don't fight want to beat the shit out of each other. Fight club. I'll have to take off my glasses. Of course, you won't be wearing your glasses because of your vanity. I'll have That's to the take worst mine part. off. I won't be able to read my notes because no. I can't wear my I'll glasses because be the then people would see me. And then you'd grab them. You wouldn't hit a guy. Oh, right in there. <laughs> Just watch you and your glasses. Because you're nuts. It's there. I do want to get a video, but I, we need to get a studio. And anytime we have a fight, we have to do a physical challenge. So I say, I don't like this. And the next thing you know, you got we got to shoot five uh, free throws. Whoever uh-huh. makes the most gets the... I'll win every argument. <laughs> oh, look, look, well, <laughs> or the I'll figures, really embarrass myself. So that's not the only physical stuff. challenge. Look, Jim, you have to read this thing in under five minutes and retain the knowledge. That That's more of a mental challenge, Eric. Oh, that's not a physical challenge. It's kind so, of physical for you. Well, you have to do it while I'm kicking you in the balls. Now it's a physical challenge. That'd be pretty good. Hey, I got my problem. I end up trying to. Whoever can put the spaghetti sauce on the top shelf first wins. 
I could probably throw it. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, and then actually, what, good we'll do, I have to do that, but then I get to throw these spaghetti sauce across the room, and you have to catch it. Man, that'd be something. Well, uh, honestly, can we please just pick a ball? Because I don't want to clean this glass and fucking spaghetti no, sauce. What up. it'll be, I mean, just to tie it back, it'll be what looks like at the end of the rabbit. This is that would just be spaghetti sauce on the ground <laughs> that we're bringing into the real world. But yeah, that is that. So we'll see. We'll see down the line what we end up doing. But with all that, that's the end of the first section. We're going to be back with three books. But before we do that, we're going to be back in a couple minutes with some mail. Mail, check out what you got now. Get your postcards, put the cards, eBay, all the slot cards. I get it while it's hot now. If a letter makes you wetter, then a better ready, better it's It's time for the mail. If you want to be part of the mail minutes after we got done that section. Why did I say minutes? Well, we can, we can you know, twiddle our thumbs a little. Sorry it takes so long, everybody. We're 20 seconds later. Hey, you know, time flies when you're having so much fun with the night terror. Summerween, everybody. And if you want to be part of the Summerween mail section, all you have to do is email us at weirdsciencebccomics at gmail.com, just like our man Craig. Craig says, Dear Jim and Eric. What's up, Craig? You're still, it's funny that he didn't go with them. Long time caller. First time listener, but Night Terrors has brought the very best out of a weird science. Who else has got the balls on them to say? So, Eric, what do you think of Night Terrors Angel Breaker number one? Ooh, wee, we like that though. But sure he did. says, no one, Jim, that's who. <laughs> that is one of the books that we laughed at at the beginning. It just didn't seem, but maybe that's the play. You have low expectations, Look, and then just you be go a up. book that's not actually about Night Terrors, and you win. Did I ever tell you about how an arranged marriage? <laughs> Remember, I would do that every week. I'd yeah. bring that nonsense up. But hey, just like Jess, low expectations, and then hey, things are a little better. And then says, oh, and a question for both of you. The biggest event in DC in the 21st century was when we finally got to see Batman's penis. But whose penis from the DCU would you both like to see next? Who is oh, that for you? Who's the I know mine. Who I want to sign Mine's, about. Obviously, it's the only pick. Wonder Woman's there. Boom! I Biggest of them all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know. I'm telling you. We've, we, it's all about that Superman? lightning ass. I want to see what Nightwing's packing as well. Ooh, just look at any of those pictures. I mean, there's not much to the imagination there. Uh, yeah, and, and and really, in the Nightwing book, if you really want to see his dick, I mean, it's it's Wally. Oh, America, I did it I'm making no, up I'll, the joke. Honestly, the thing is, I think I love Queen, too, just because I want to see how, like, you know, why all the ladies come back. Is it just his money, or is it something else? It's just his money, right? Oh. It's just his money. What about Deathstroke? You want to see, like, the withered-up Deathstroke right now? I want to see the withered-up Deathstroke. You want to see that? How about, um, I don't know, Jason Todd? <laughs> like it, you know that it's like, like crooked, like me, a crowbar. Let, let me just name a bunch of Eric's favorite characters. He's obviously wants to see their wang. How about do you think that Hawkman's balls have like feathers on? Do you think I, that I, that's I want to see if Michael Corbin is actually smooth down there when he has the little flesh on, or if he has just a wang that doesn't do anything when he's metalled out. That would that would be pretty cool. How about Metamorpho? Do you want to see his? I feel like there's nothing there. Because I, I feel like I've seen everything that he has to offer. How about you're like, hey, Metal Man, get over here. And Mercury's like, you don't realize I'm the one who has the dick that is liquid at room temperature. <laughs> get out of town, dick. Oh, there you go. And see. Wangs. Yeah, there you go. Wangs. Thanks, Craig. 
Wangs. Craig has Wangs on, on the brain and the Black Label book that I have somewhere around here. I do have the Bat Wang deal. That was an oversized issue, and you know what I'm talking about. Oh, you Christ, know it. I got you. Those Black Label books. Uh, Why don't these bring back Vertigo? I don't get this Black Label nonsense. Yeah, we were talking about that today on the Comic Aficionados deal, and I was going to say, and I, I didn't, but the idea where DC Black Label, it just doesn't give you that idea that it's something different it confuses people and by now it's kind of lost its way they should just bring back vertigo i think that that man have count vertigo be no, like the head no writer. no that'd be awesome no, not right? even the mascot best and he says god keep up the senseless senseless no oh, I get it. craig we love you next up is walt well, Gator says what up jim and eric and everyone in the gfc what up walt Long time since I have written in, still listening, not uh, still reading, unfortunately, for a while. Uh, he means the show notes. Uh, mostly during the Frontier Dark Crisis. Yeah, we get a couple of those. <laughs> I, I like write things like, Eric's an asshole. And then I have a timestamp. All. It's just an <laughs> infinity. I, I kind of stopped reading DC Comics. The Flash was the only book I was reading. Uh, Dawn of DC is what brought me back. So that's nice. pretty cool. Except now we have night and a Halloween type event. I'm all in for, but might check month. it out once it all drops on the DC app. So I wonder if he has the input. If he actually has the ultra, unlike you, you cheap ass. Look, I had the regular app. You know what? The app didn't charge me a yearly amount right away. That's why I had the regular app. The best is is that when you have the regular app, Eric, you then get Summerween. During the Christmas season, so it all works out. <laughs> and I always forget, like the whole thing. All the stuff that would be coming out, we've already read and reviewed, so I don't care about anything current. It's always about me going back to like the 80s and 90s and beyond just because I want to, you know, have some fun. There are some different trades and things like that, but I recently just read, uh, read. I read it all, Eric. I ended sure up uh, catching up by reading The Peacemaker Tries Hard mm -hmm. on a whim. I actually just, because I have the Ultra, I'm like, oh, there's that. And I haven't really checked it out. Let me check it out a bit. And I read the first issue, and I laughed a bunch of times, even out loud. L-O-L. Oh check out that Peacemaker show, then. So I was reading it, and then I, I did. I saw that. Nice. I told you I saw that. So when I, I read it, and just as a bit of a mini reveal, if you do like the show, you'll love the car. It's just the show. It has the show's humor, and it has a lot of fun. But it is fun, and it is mature. There's no wingdings in this one, and I had a lot of fun. It was a mala and the brains going on, so yeah, I enjoyed it. So I actually felt to myself afterwards. I thought this is why I get the ultra. That was it. But yeah, it'd be funny if this timing went where the regular cheapos like you, you would get actually the night chairs in October. That would have been kind of neat if it worked out, but it doesn't. So guess I'm on a two month hiatus from DC. Besides World's Finest Teen Titans, Doom Patrol, and Peacemaker. Peacemaker, Eric, he's really, he's funny. Honestly, feels like a risky move from DC. We'll have to see if that one works out. This is a great time to read old runs. Almost done with the JSA run of 2007, and that run was fantastic when we had the younger heroes in here as well. But after that, it's just average. Hoping that's because James Gunn is slowly but surely bringing these terrifics into the movie universe. We may see the comeback of the Fantastic Four. I mean, the terrifics. Yeah. They were like the only ones who didn't really I know. love those. Things I love the Fantastic Four, but I did not care for the Terrifics. Yeah. yeah I love what Reggie, it, it seemed to me because Reggie was reading and then like 
it dawned on him a little late in the game of, wait a second, guys, I think this is the Fantastic Four. Then yes. he had the epiphany out of nowhere that Daredevil, he wasn't deaf. <laughs> oh, Reggie. Uh, this is why Reggie was a DC guy, not a Marvel guy. Yeah, yeah. He likes weird stuff. Eh, same thing he says. Same powers and even had a copycat of Galactus. Also, their main guy was pretty much Dr. Doom. Hoping Dr. maybe we, yeah, we, <laughs> Dr. Tread. Uh, that's, that's, uh, you know, misappropriation well, of cultures, some, Eric. I, right? I don't know if everybody ever even Mr. picked Tread. up on it. And it, like, just the idea that all of those major DC them. heroes, they were just Marvel ripoffs of DC and everybody praised them. Like, what are you doing? Why would you want to joke for a series? I know. Well, they might as well have said at one point, like, hey, Metamorpho, you kind of seem sad. Don't be so grim. Like, they Ooh. might as well have just went I'm right. telling you, that's why I still hey, feel that. Head. Unstoppable Doom Patrol six issue many is just a holdover from the new age of DC heroes because it's just X Men. No, I'm getting this. On, actually, I just re- no, it's just bullshit. bullshit. Hoping maybe we see Sideways make a comeback. Sideways, yeah, Sideways. Sideways and Silencer. Those yeah. are the two, and it's funny because while I was and reading it, I thought yeah, really, and, and the the war for the immortals. You end up where I was reading this, and somehow when I read Sideways, I thought Silencer, and then the his comeback, it it didn't die, but yeah. Sideways, you know, I have a a song for Sideways, because he's a lot like the Spider-Man's. It was pretty cool, though. That's why? That's why you have a song? Well, it was all about it being a copycat, also. Well, I was asking the inspiration, you know, I made a song about Sideways, because he's a lot like Spider-Man. Most of the things that I do, I ask questions, and like like even the City Boy, most of the songs, like, What's up with that grandfather? We really were wondering what the hell was up with the dad in, in the sideways. That guy was just kind of hanging. And then we had, uh, what's her name? Well, it's even such a weird idea where, like, you have the, like, the, uh, the new, the, like, We Are Legends run that's going on now that's all spin off about the idea. These are people that came from the Lazarus Planet stuff. And even the New Age of DC Heroes, it all came from, uh, the Dark Multiverse. I'm like, why do we need these little imprints of new heroes based off stuff that nobody cares about? Yeah, it was it was a bit of a weird, it was a weird play, but we did like some of the stuff, I guess. But remember, I liked we the ended up, not. Yeah, we did like that. Oh, I okay. like remember Ernie, Ernie's friend, the the girl who wore pajamas oh, all yeah. around. So I'm sitting here I like, liked her a lot. Her, yeah, didn't like she her. have like a twin sister or something? I she did. She was a popular yeah. girl. Yeah, she was. And then you had Ernie was like kind of the the emo type, you know, e girl going around. The gamer girl. Remember, she had her pajamas on. So that was in the song too. I Pretty good. Maybe I'll maybe I'll play the song. <laughs> Just for the hell of it. Also had a silencer song as well. But that's uh his deal. I gotta go back. I was just looking up pictures of Ernie. Now what uh this is for a show idea. Here's a show idea. Let's okay. see. You already told me that a physical challenge is me actually reading something and understanding it. And that uh-huh. was a bit of a, a shape. In a timely but, manner. Yeah, in a timely manner. Huh. Eric has to read past Marvel runs. Start off with the original Runaways. That book is like Dolph Ziggler. Great book, but will always be a mid book. Won't disappoint, but will be a main eventer. I like Dolph Ziggler. Well, and that's so, uh, since I got changed, there's no way this is ever. (laughs) When I went and looked at the Runaways, I'm like, the Runaways came out right about the point in time when I stopped reading Marvel. And I really liked it. You know, I guess it is Brian K. Vaughn, right? We were Mm -hmm. were talking about it. That original Runaways, I think, is, is great. And I actually read that at the same time that I read Paper Girls. They're and I think runaways. that those those actually go 
really good together. Almost like when we talk about a double feature, when we say a movie and then we go it. I think that that's a good double feature, Paper Girls and The Runaways, but you will read neither. But I think you would like it. Also, we could do a Bon Jovi. Marvel's done me dirty. We could do the Bon Jovi Runaways parody with that really high-pitched deal <laughs> that me and you always I do it. giggle at. <laughs> when he do that, we laugh so much. But he says then, uh, remember, well, that's it for now, gents. Take care. And remember, if a blind person asks for money, always carry Monopoly money. They will never know. And they say they probably would. Why would I just not say no? You'd just run. They'd be like, I no, hear like I'm a run. footstep. I'm going to pretend I don't <laughs> see it. them, like a real they're person. Like, you run, and they're like, I hear somebody running three steps of real heavy breathing. Is that you still? And then with their cane, they still whap you because you didn't I get far enough. I can hear their tits flapping. <laughs> I hear man boobs bouncing up and down. Also, I think that I want to see Wonder Woman's penis. That's what they say. But that is it. That sure. is the male thing ever. Are those blind people asking for money? Oh, uh, they're always. <laughs> That's the best. Like, why are they asking for money? I get. It's really weird because where I took this makes no sense. <laughs> you think the blind people don't need money? No, I'm thinking that the blind person in this situation was like my Uber driver, but that I don't think that's happened. The Uber driver. Yeah, I'm telling you, when I think of giving somebody and not paying them, stuff like that, right I here, think apparently. of the Uber driver and the, or a cab, but it presents its own problems. Though these cars, they can drive themselves anymore. Right? No, they so can't. Do that. They can't. Did you Did you see those glasses that you can wear if you're deaf, and they actually oh, have subtitles yeah. pop up? It's a pretty damn good idea. I, I really, I was like, that's really cool. They also have a other. Bit of glasses. It sounds like I'm setting up a joke. They have these other glasses for people who can't read, like people's facial expressions, you know, autistic people and things like that. Those aren't as good because it's weird. Like the glasses just come up and like they're angry. And I don't know it, like it's going to mess it up and you're just going to start fighting. You put those glasses on, you walk around and you just have to happen to see everybody with resting bitch face and a kid doesn't know how to process that. <laughs> that would be good. They also have, uh, Glasses you can put on to see what people who have ADHD, what they kind of go with. I'm a real guy, but I walk around with a scowl on my face. It's weird. I thought that Rafe had those glasses, and every time he just like, he's pissed. That's all it ever says. I'm like, they're pretty accurate. Those things work. I'm not a good test. Disappointed. Yeah, disappointed. Uh, Sick. Tired. There you go. You got all the ranges. Uh, but that's that. That is this it. guy's not enjoying night terrors. What great classes these Look are! Look at those things. These things can tell the future. But hey, there you go. This guy has a vendetta. But that is the mail section. Thank you, Craig. Thanks, Walt. And again, if you want to get involved and you know start us down these paths, you can email us at weird sense comic at gmail I love when I say that. Hey, uh, what's the section sign like? We got this, this, and then we have mail. You're like, ah. Uh. <laughs> like is that the mail you're uh, but that it's because people like Walter demanding that you read the runaways, I think is what I, I got from that. Don't I read enough DC comics? I do like that runaway. You should read it, but you, you won't. How about if uh-huh. I I've got the how Marvel about app. if I paid for your Marvel app? Just how about you pay for my Ultra app instead? What, you, what am I, a Rockefeller? <laughs> exactly. Seriously. <laughs> you're right. I won't eat until 2024, <laughs> but damn it, you're going to get all those trades and all those. And we still don't get to do the Runaways podcast. So <laughs> we're all winners. But that is that. So thanks, everybody. And we'll be back in hours, I think, this oh, time. Sure. Yet, but we'll be back with three more Night Terrors books to finish up the night. There it disappeared when the mountain it appeared. 
But when he came back he was sideways Wasn't a frame or a customer he made And now he's making stepping hours sideways Why is it so hard for riders to give A clear set of rules for daring to live He got in trouble making too many risks Wait a handcuff your hero, I don't know what gives Tempest huge not and the venom to be odd This really isn't Spidey, it's called Sideways Little Dominus kills speed and replicant I try but I just can't like the Sideways family that he ever had was his hard-working mother and possibly a dad I can't pay my bro being the tool Ernie is the best where so chaps to school I'm tired of this book he has got a stolen look from Spider-Man he took but he's called sideways I think I'm done this no longer is fun this book can go and suck it it's called sideways it's okay if you wanna stay cause I ain't in the make ya Cause I'm tired with some other books I didn't like the book so much when I wrote that. <laughs> like, That's not moly. Night Terrors. Oh, that isn't. That was the Sideways. And that, that was from a while, while back. But hey, it's scary. Is it's scary it? stuff, Eric. But yeah, here we are with more Night Terrors. We have three more books. And we'll just kick right into it. Eric, what are we starting with? Night Terrors, Poison Ivy, number two, written by G. Will Wilson with art by Adagun Ilhan, Mark Morales, Arif Prianto, and Asan Atsmane Elhal. And uh, this is a weird story. Like, we didn't really care for the first issue, especially because Janet from HR, you know, Poison Ivy's sidekick, goes along for the ride in Poison Ivy's weird nightmare dreamscape. And now it's just the idea that the art, the way it presented, like in the first issue, it almost seemed like people became more monstrous as, as the issue progressed. And now just everybody's monstrous all the time, including Poison Ivy herself in every situation where she finds herself in a nightmare, but it's supposed to be her dream house that she goes along with until she realizes, I will go along with this no more. Yeah, I said it earlier. You get to a point where she's like, I believe that I might be in the nightmares. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You're not the real Harley. Harley would end up making a net like we're doing that joke again. I think we already did that one. So you end up where, yeah, oh my God, they're using pesticides. This oh, must no. be a nightmare. And even the idea where, like, you know, we're using pesticides, like, you can't do that. And they start spraying it on her because she's a one trick pony and she doesn't matter. Like, you're right. I haven't mattered ever since I was on Woodrow's table. You know, the thing that actually made her in the poison ivy. I'm like, there's more current things to deal with besides for what you're really forcing the issue with in the G. Will Wilson Poison Ivy series. Like, for some reason, everything that she's dealt with, which should have been big things with Naive Ivy and Queen Ivy being separated after Heroes in Crisis and then being put back together where Ivy thought she didn't have any power or connection to the green anymore, to only get that back in a different way with the Alami, of course. But she's really just pushing the Floronic Man origin story. And I'm like, you've got so much more to tell. And for some reason, this is all you're dealing with. When we ended up having the book, and it keep it kept getting extended now, it's an ongoing, and there are people who really like it. You started out liking it more than me. I it was, thought it, it had a weird tone, but you could have – it seemed like, you know, out of nowhere, I'd like to say that editorial told G. Will Wilson, listen, we can't get this dark. You're going down too dark a path because things then changed. Wacky. This would have been a cool way, two issues, to maybe in the nightmare realm – kind of resolve that to see what that would have been remember she was heading to seattle she was going to destroy everyone maybe the nightmare would have been that she actually did end up doing that 
would even show us the connection to the Lamia spores and who she is as Poison Ivy now. What the how that affects something like, you know, her mind during a nightmare. Yeah. And so what you have here is, again, people liking this Poison Ivy run by G. Will Wilson. But when you get to this two issue Night Terrors deal, it almost feels to me like it is the exposing of, yeah, you really don't have much with this character. You really don't know what to do with her. And it, it kind of feels like in the regular run that it, it's like that as well. You know what I mean? Like you're always trying something. Hey, I'm going to go back to Gotham. With like everything keeps changing in a wacky way. And then you get to this and it's just that first issue seemed kind of cool enough that Poison Ivy kind of knew she was where she was in this nightmare. And now in this one, it's just like play now. But this is your dream. This is the well, dream. Even, yeah, we're turning into well, dolls this, and look at us. This is the dream house. We're big eyed fucking monster fucks over here. But even the idea like, you know, Poison Ivy is the title character. It's why we're pretty much buying the book. It feels like if you're a fan of Poison Ivy. And Janet from HR is the hero because while Poison Ivy doesn't believe in herself, Janet from HR is for somehow, like a lot of different characters in different books, is involved in is involved in her dream. And she's there, like, you know, being locked away by the other parts of, like, Poison Ivy's mind so she can't interfere. But she breaks free because for some reason she realized that Brick was actually dirt the whole time. It's a weird line in this book. Crawls her way out, goes to the same side, and like, I'm nothing. I don't matter to nobody. Like, that's not true, uh, Pamela. You matter to me because I saw how much you could do. You cooked up an antidote while delirious in that rich lady's house. You took oh, down I a was business like, empire. Don't like, bring up that. Are you talking about the shit that happened last week? Is this the and stuff? And remember, yeah, that stuff. And also that stuff that Janet at that point was begging Ivy not to do. Please <laughs> don't ruin this. You ended up ruining the member of the, the place she worked at. Ivy completely killed everybody I but just her don't know, pretty like, much. And thing is, I can understand these weird little quirky characters because you and I fell in love with Kevin in the Harley Quinn book that we had previously before the dawn of DC. Like, I didn't expect to fall in love with him. I just don't understand who's falling in love with Janet from HR the way that G. Willow Wilson thinks that they are. If, and, and this is where I kind of get where, again, what are you doing here and what's the play? I understand it's a Poison Ivy book, but you are writing it for fans of that book. This feels like one of those series. We'll talk about the same thing in the Joker book with Matthew Rosenberg. I think that people coming into this, if you haven't been reading The Poison Ivy with Janet and things, you're not going to appreciate as much anyway. So I thought, boy, it would have been having some balls here if we find out that, oh, my God, this this is Janet from HR's dream, which we actually questioned maybe last year. And it almost feels like by the end. we, we, We didn't understand the rules, but we had even less of an understanding back then. But now I actually thought by the end. Why didn't you do that? I know it's a Poison Ivy book, so you want to, but you're not doing anything with Poison Ivy anyway. So if you ended up going and all of a sudden in this reveal of, oh, my God, this isn't Poison Ivy, you could have actually done some solid character work for Janet from HR. And what her big thing would be that once Pam gets Ivy or, you know, once gets a Harley again, she's redundant. You're not going to need her or whatnot. And I think you could have done some pretty cool little character work with her. Not that we like the character, but maybe it could have gotten us to like it. A little bit and what the hell this night chair is a bunch of bullshit so try to do it but in this like ivy and it doesn't even feel like these two issues were really well connected the way that you set it up yeah it seemed like a wandavision type deal but then you get to this and we get just everything thrown at us woodrow on the table oh no it's like luke skywalker on dagobah there's the batman it's me i'm like well that's the thing is too here the idea it's like 
I'm going to stand up to my fears. You're not the real Batman. And like, then Batman just goes and puts more plant killer on. Like, you can't grow anything if the ground's not like, you know, like uh, sustainable. Like, oh my God, we're screwed. But you know what? I'm going to try one more thing. I'm going to rip the mask off of Batman and prove that I'm not afraid of him. Oh my God, it's me underneath. And it turns out when I confront my own fears and they're actually me, turns out I broke something in my nightmare. We're pulled out of the dream where Janet from HR wakes up at a park bench and I have no idea where Poison Ivy is because she seems like she's in some kind of opulent mansion with a woman with a plant growing on her face with a machine hooked up to her bleeding on the floor. I'm like, where the fuck did this come from? Yeah, I got the idea that that's, I, I don't know. Because she, she should have been in Slaughter Swamp. And did she actually then go back in time to that stupid party nonsense? And that's the See, person I, that's who the did thing is, I it. It looks like the lady who but, didn't take the but, vaccine. But we moved out of that and went back to Gotham at this point in time. She even has her own little, bat, like, I was going to say bachelor pad, but fucking Pamela pad over in Slaughter Swamp. No, I know. But that's the thing. She pops up into this. And, and I'm telling you right now, okay, the lady didn't want to take the vaccine, right? Yeah. In the background, I see lab equipment, uh, just like we, I, I think that she ended up just for some reason coming out, popping up in that lady's mansion again, which makes no damn sense. I don't understand. Well, maybe, maybe she went back to finish what she started, but she found a different way of doing things. It just didn't work I out. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. It's just a weird place to pick up. Maybe it is a weird play that people are giving G. Will, G. Will Wilson thinks that Pamela has to save this lady then, save her from herself. I don't know. It's weird. But in this again, though, you have that play of, at the end, like, oh, I'm going to rip the mask off of Batman. And by the end, like, what did we get? Like, what are you trying to do? You have these two issues. I know it's a bullshit tie-in. You're not really going to deal much. Insomnia in this, like, he'll walk by like he's, a, you know, a, a crazy Easter egg at points and things like that. So you're not dealing with the main story. So when you're doing that, what are you really doing here? What is this, you know, profound thing that you're trying to tell? With the story, with the nightmares, and you know what? Nothing. It's nothing. It's nothing, and that's and even the, the worst part. When, when Jada from HR wakes up in the Gotham Park, you know, on that park bench, it's unlike what Batman sees when he finally wakes up and snaps out of the nightmares. Gotham seems fine, so I don't understand the connection here. I don't know. And then it says next, just running some errands. I'm like, where? I guess you're saying in the regular book, but we're in night tears now. Just to say, I'm like, why? Don't Again. <laughs> Like the idea of Ravager, what that book did, you know, going into Stormwatch, where it took its time, didn't have anything to do with Night Terrors, but it took its time to actually set up something in its own book. This is just here as a place filler for Night Terrors that did nothing for the story or character overall. Yeah, and then, well, I'm, I'm telling you, at points, the art is kind of neat enough. It's that weird, you know, nightmare thing. Black Hole Sun, so, freaking big eyes. It is Black Sun. <laughs> yeah, where, where's Tiki Wiki? You end up where all that going on, and even the play of I'm going to get the hell out of here. You can't get rid of out of here in the happy mansion. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to get the it's hell out. House. I'm going to fucking throw this out the window is what I'm going to do. And yeah, the, the really, the, and you said that the funniest line that I, I laughed at, you actually already said, you can't. It, it almost goes back to Anosenti Katana. You can't make toast. <laughs> what are we fucking doing here? This you one so trick pony. You can't even do this right. Oh, my God. We're screwed. No, we're not, Ivy. I believes in you. And and the weird play at one point, you even have basically Pam's like, I think I saw Jennifer from HR. That crazy bitch. Like, she almost throws shade at her. Even with that, I'm like, I, I don't get it. I don't get why this is even going on. I also don't get why a couple of people gave this a perfect score. 
this <laughs> book, I'm telling you, I'm like, what the fuck are you reading? Like, we don't get a lot out of Batman. We don't get a lot out of a lot of these Night of Terror books. Like I said, we don't get a lot out of Ravager, but there's something to them that at least can keep your, like, you know, attention, your interest going in the characters that you love. This is just, this is why I don't care about the Poison Ivy book anymore, because it's just not constantly just nonsense stuff where Jennifer HR is shoved down my throat where she brings nothing to the story except for telling me, you know, that Pamela Isley, she's a pretty cool guy. I say guy, but good, good character. I'm like, yeah, that's why I'm, I'm reading the book. I don't need this bitch telling me that this other character that I already like is good or bad. But just don't, don't, I don't need a narrator telling me the, who this character is. Just show me a good goddamn story. And they just, G. Willow Wilson refuses to. It, it's not working. Uh, you know, sketch, it's not working here. I, I just, I, I don't understand the deal. I just. That's why I, the first few issues, like the first, you know, story arc where she was going around trying to murder the world because of what was done to her. That was seemed amazing. like it was doing something. It seemed like it had. A, a new purpose. status quo for Ivy, taking everybody out with her before she takes herself out. But again, you have a character in in Pam that really gets a tug of war between fandoms and and what people want and oh, things yeah. like that. And so I you have blocked. to you seem to get yeah, and you seem to have to be careful about it. But when you have a story that seems it see I I hate to say this because it sounds so like pretentious or cliche, but it did feel like a brave story. I I didn't love it. Because I thought it was too dark, but it did seem like, man, at least G. Willow Wilson it is had going some for balls. it. It's it was coming doing in here. Something. It has some balls. It felt brave. And then just pull it back. But I'm looking, two perfect scores. How do you give any of this shit a perfect score? But if you're doing that, there's, there's this one dude. This guy, I, I even showed Tanya. This is how frustrated I'm like, why would you keep reviewing things when you just keep giving everything a 10? You'll give one 10, you out. You're done. <laughs> But what do you get to the point where you're like, maybe I should just put ditto. Maybe I should see every one of my other reviews because that's all I do is give tens. I mean, this guy comes in and like the last 16 issues, he's given 14 tens. This is legit. How, how do you do that? I, I just don't get it. Everything's a fucking masterpiece to this guy. And he says it. This is an anxiety causing masterpiece is what he said. I'm looking at this blurb right now. I don't think it is. I, I no. think that it's far from that. It ends up where you're you, I'll, I'll give you the, the credit. You're being a little bit aerobic here. You're oh, yeah. willing. Yeah, you're willing I'm to do a, no, you're you're willing to stretch to make things better. Like you're like, oh, yeah. OK, well, this isn't a good night terrorist. But for me, I'm here with the night terrors. It feels like I'm being tortured. I'm getting angry. I, I haven't gotten the Stockholm Syndrome yet. That's like week three of this month. But I start thinking everything's great. But in the meantime, these books aren't doing anything. These times are, are bullshit. But a masterpiece? This guy got to read some more. But won't, don't let him read anything else because he'll think everything's a masterpiece. But with all that, what would you give it? Are you giving, I am giving this tenor? a three out of ten because I'm not a fan of the art of this, even though it goes for a nightmare Fuck kind of scope for the look. I just don't like looking at it because it's just – like the idea that like Ivy herself is night nightmarish. Like you know, I don't understand why she would do that to herself. Is it just symbolic yeah. of her like accepting That's why I the thought nightmare? It was going to be Janet exactly, I, and it's weird know. because Janet's fine the entire time and just doesn't do anything overall. There's no story to this, and then we just wake up and we have no idea what's happening, and it doesn't match what we saw in the Batman issue, which should be one of the biggest and most important issues in the Night Terrors run. Yeah, it doesn't even make sense within its own not making sense. That that's. <laughs> but don't worry, crap. next issue. Out of, out, when we get out of night terrors, we'll be running some errands. Yeah. If everything feels like an errand. Because who doesn't love running book. errands? Yeah. And, and uh, I, I don't know. Jennifer Just what everybody char, wants. Everybody, the hottest 
the hottest character out there. I'm telling you, I want a boxing match in fucking DC Comics where Kevin takes on Jenna from HR and this Kevin beats the shit out of her because he's such a better character and he's been left behind. He is, but he's a nice guy. Sure so is. Would he, would he go with that? Would he but actually look, go the thing full is, out? Kevin, if you do this, I'm going to give a, like a fucking $10 million to homeless children. Come on. Yeah, then, good then cause. He's, he's beating the shit out of her. I mean, he is not <laughs> holding back. And then he's going to like somehow teabag, but with his stupid Joker chat chew nonsense on. Right? Do that. A little bronze. It's just, I don't care about the character. And G. Will Wilson hasn't done anything to make me care about a character who's still referred to as Janet from HR. Yeah. I. I actually was going to mention that. I'm giving it a two, but I end up where when you start calling her Janet from HR in the button out, now you you fucking blow it. <laughs> like it's it's bad. It's really bad. Uh, just imagine Janet from HR is so great, but poor Mr. Johnson or whoever. Remember they drove by him zombieing it up down the road, and they had to put him out of his misery. I'm like yeah. poor that guy. Why couldn't that guy have been in the nightmares? Right? That that fucking asshole. Yeah, I, I thought it sucked. What's next there? Night Terrors, Black Adam, number two, written by Jeremy Hahn, with art by Jeremy Hahn, Nick Filardi, Rex Locus, and Troy Pateri. And in this issue, we all wanted to know from the previous issue, why the hell Batman was in Black Adam's dreamscape? And as we get into this issue, I still want to know, why the hell is Batman in Black Adam's dreamscape? Because it's not just Black Adam. I mean, it's just not Batman. It's Dead Man in Black yeah. Adam, Batman's body, who's infiltrated Black Adam's nightmare realm until he disappears and not in the rest of the issue. He does that, and then at one point, because he's in the nightmares, he's actually able to jump out of Batman's body to talk to Black Adam. I'm like, you are really fucking a lot of things and up for no reason gone. here. And then yeah, it and just then goes gone. back to what we, I'm telling you, and that was one of the most interesting things in the last Black Adam issue, because I thought it might I'll, be tie I'll, into I'll something and be big. It was the only interesting well, thing. Is, I like Jeremy Hahn, but th- this whole nonsense is but the it's thing nothing. Is, I, I found things to take away that nobody else is doing, at least with Black. You're going to have Black Adam be the freaking like a title character for some reason in this. And I thought it was at least interesting showing Isis and Osiris and everything that he went, dealt with in the past. It's from like 20 years ago almost, but still. If I you're a Black Adam it. fan, which I'm going to say you're not as much, Eric, because the Christopher Priest stuff is in continuity. And yeah. that all of that's out. That he he yeah. does not have that anymore. He doesn't have the pantheon. So it's it's even against what we last saw. And again, the thing ago. is, I don't. Is it in continuity? Like I I know we saw I I know we saw Malik and like one other issue outside of Black Adam. But like, is it doing anything? Is it really a part of continuity? Because because even pre, everything we saw in Priest Run before I stopped Me reading and you it bailed. had nothing to do with any it Black didn't. Adam before. He said he hasn't read a DC comic. So in years, I, but how the hell can I think that that's a part Mal- of continuity? Because Malik's and if this was some other thing, and I was arguing, whoa, that's not. And you you would right away. Malik's in another book in the Shazam book. It's continuity. It, it's but even if it's not full, it's still something that if you're a big Black Adam fan. You should have just read, and maybe you don't go against it. Uh, that's all I'm saying. Well, the, I idea- so, the, the only thing that I could say that would add like credence to what you're saying is it would add another depth to Black Adam's Nightmare besides for something that happened yeah, 20 years you ago with Isis and Osiris. That's what I'm saying. You could have played if you were going to go full out and you actually pulled that in. The Nightmare could be that he lost the you know the Egyptian gods. He wants them back. They shame him. Stuff like that. I really it's do not, need but- to go back and read that because I have no idea what's going on in that book. This issue... It's it's just nothing. I mean, this feels like when we we talked about Ravager just being a book where fighty fighty stabby yelling. This Boy, is I'd just to talk about that. Yeah, this is yeah. This is just like 
Okay, we got to walk up that tower. How about that? I love that the big reveal. Oh, my God. The cat, their ex. It, nobody's surprised. I even black Adam. And then at the end, I'm like, I don't really know what we're getting out of this. And just to throw in the Batman, Deadman stuff. Yeah, that, that seems like that should be good connective tissue. But it kind of isn't. And it kind it's of not, goes against It goes against everything stuff. that we saw so much. Yeah, like, this is a set of rules that ruin everything else. And all of the ruined rules that we've tr- like collected into a pamphlet right now that we're trying to spread out to you. Because we don't know the rules. We just know what's wrong with the rules right now that's being presented. Yeah. And and then when you end up where he's talking, and I'm like, cases. Well, most of us were in, you know, in the world of sleep. But some of us, a group of us, Sandman, Wesley Dodds, which is a long story. Like, you don't even get the, <laughs> and the, the We're working to stop this and set, like. Nothing like when when you end up having dead men disappear, really, the dialogue from Black Adam should be the fuck was the that fuck? like no, <laughs> none of this could make sense to him. I mean, the, the idea that you're trying to catch up readers to me doesn't even make sense in the book. It, it goes against power sets. It goes against rules. It makes no sense. But it's there. I guess we have to give a little credit because not every book has anything. But it kind of it's fucks a, it up. But I'm telling you, it, it makes it worse than it doesn't then. do anything. Because even like the idea, you have Black Adam in his dreamscape being led around by Bass the Cat to these different towers that are supposedly like meaningful to what we're doing in the dreamscape. And it's just Black Adam on a scavenge hunt until it eventually leads him to the Rock of Eternity where he confronts the Wizard Shazam. And then the Wizard Shazam is pretty much talking about, you have always been a slave, you're a slave to me, the power, everything. Like That's all you ever will be as a slave. And even the idea that the powers are wonky where he'll yell Shazam constantly, he might turn into Black Adam, he might not. Who cares? Because it doesn't fucking matter. Ultimately, this is the Wizard Shazam. He turns into a giant monster. We have at one point he sees Isis being like uh, her heart being weighed against the feather by Anubis, and then Anubis you know eats the heart because Isis became a monster and like oh no my love and it's just and again I enjoy seeing the stuff which is bothered but it's from twenty almost twenty years ago for how like you know the stuff that we're dealing with and it's just not enough and like even to the point where it's like. All right, I said Shazam and I'm Black Adam again, and I'm going to fight this other monster man here, some Egyptian stuff here, but then I'm going to wake up and, oh, my God, Kondok is destroyed. Maybe because there's also a nightmare creature here in the waking world, or maybe it's still a nightmare. Who gives a shit, though, at this point in time? Because the book is almost incomprehensible. <laughs> it is. And then I'm, and then again, it's, you know, to be continued in Night's End. This is this big thing. And like I said, at the end of a bunch of these issues, we're getting nightmare creatures and then it says to go nights in that i just think at the end we're gonna find out that insomnia's big plan all along was Nightmare to create these in and the real world just as an aside again this is a justice league member you know people was kind of seem to forget about that well the whole they disbanded but he was the one who came back hey bitches <laughs> just leaves dead. Hey, I, 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 look, look, I don't know if anybody told you this but i was the big dog and i freaking yeah, put the, the pounding on everybody <laughs> oh, 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 yeah, oh. so and I, I hope that when we see things and go through this, that, you know, it makes sense of the time frame that that's when, you know, that insomnia is mad because that was part of the deal when you had Black Adam on the team. So when we go and do that, How again, did he I share think, his power with all the heroes. Who the fuck knows? He did it. It was from it was all within us all along here because what we oh, always find out. She said, yeah, so at the work. end. This was the book. I think that if anything, I thought, OK, this is where I really got that idea. Well, I think that what Insomnia is doing is gathering up this nightmare army, like a, you know, like a metal type thing. That's when I thought, well, it probably will be, and this will be the kind of a side kind of funny thing. They're probably going to say that the family of Insomnia, they died during metal because, you know, that wasn't Joshua Williamson's story. So he could like throw <laughs> shade at that one. So I, I think that's the case. And then at the end, 
I think it's going to be one of those like, hey, everybody, here's the thing. It'll be almost like the opposite or kind of like what John Kent did this week in the John Kent book, the Superman book. Hey, everybody, this Superman's bullshit and you shouldn't like him because I think that you're going to end up having this play where Insomnia is going to go, look. These are the real versions of the Justice, but it's going to be nonsense. But I think that's what he's trying to do, just shading the Justice League or something. I don't know. The only I'm thing I to can get say, something from this. With the idea, I don't know about the shading of the Justice League, but it does for like appear from what we got in Batman, like the Night Terrors Batman for when he woke up and there was all these you know nightmare armies ravaging Gotham. It looks like this is going on around the world to the point where you have a gigantic nightmare creature that has destroyed Condock while Black Adam was asleep, proving you know maybe in the not only does he feel like he's a failure where he loses everything in his in his nightmare realm, but he's also losing everything that he swore to protect in the real exactly. world because of what's happening. And I think that what Insomnia is doing, and I'm not saying like Insomnia gets on TV, hey, everybody, look. But I think that maybe you're going to play that Insomnia is doing this. So when, it'd be a weird play because people will wake up and go, what the fuck just happened? Like they're not going to blame anybody because everybody's asleep. But I think that Josh Williamson's going to play the idea of like, I've had enough of this bullshit just like Every member of the Justice League will just say, not on us, Titans. Titans are supposed to be doing <laughs> shit right now, right? But I do think that that's what Insomnia is doing. And now that I saw that again, and now that we're talking, that is my prediction is the big play here. Because what is the it? Nightmare we Stone isn't dick is what you're telling me. What, and it always is. What is the end game of it? Like you have this insomnia and you're going with it even if you like it. You don't sit there and think like, what the fuck is he doing this for? Because we just think, oh, he wants to come to lane, whatever. But in this, I think that it shows. He's making this weird alternate Justice League, and then he's just going to say, hey, everybody, Justice League's bullshit. And then everybody will agree. But like I said, they'll go Titans and then walk away. Right. And the Justice League. So with that, though, this book is... It's nothing. It's no, nothing, this is eh? very disappointing. I enjoy the art more than Poison Ivy and stuff like that. And there's a few, like, again, I'm a Black Adam fan, a Shazam family fan, Captain Marvel fan, whatever you want to call it at this point in time. Like, I like seeing Isis and the stuff that he's afraid of, but there's nothing really to the story for me to try to even get excited about, except for, hey, Black Adam's awake now, and there's some nightmare stuff going on in the real world. Five Looks out good. of ten. Looks good, but I'm a five out of ten because of the art as well. But we'll finish up with what, Eric? The Joker, I'm sorry, Night Terrors, The Joker, number two, written by Matthew Rosenberg with art by Stefano Raffelli, Romeo Fajardo Jr., and Tom Napolitano. And this was a bit divisive last time we talked about it, where I enjoyed some it's aspects of the book. It's going to continue being that. You didn't like anything about it because no. you have a vendetta against Matthew Rosenberg and haven't no, liked the I have Joker a vendetta book, so, against hey, bad writing. Bad hey, writing. hey, I'm trying to talk some shade here. You're so throwing shade at me. I'm allowed to jump in. I have Not a vendetta against shit-ass writing. <laughs> That I have Again, the the Joker is in a nightmare world where he kills the. Actually, Batman just accidentally dies, and now he has to go on with his life. Pretty much becomes a nine to five at Wayne Tech, and it's just going on his and on with his life as Johann Kaiser. And the dream is a weird situation where he almost starts to forget about who he is as the Joker. Takes on this Johann pers- uh, pers- uh, persona and kind of runs with it to the point where he has been triggered throughout last issue. The idea that Batman's dead, he knows it. He has Batman's dead body hiding in his closet. And but there's still word that Batman is out on the streets kicking ass and taking names and it's driving him nuts to the point where he is having night terrors within his night terrors because he's dreaming about Batman. He's doing all these things. Batman's still out about and it turns out he has these midnight jaunts where he goes out as Batman and kicks some ass, takes some names, and he's living his dual identity. But within that, I don't know, as much as I, you know, 
hate the idea of just nine to five Joker because what we've seen before, the idea of what happens with Joker, like, you know, kills Batman and like, you know, can he live without the Batman? I did have some fun with this issue, though, with the jokes that Matthew Rosenberg presented in this weird kind of ludicrous dreamscape. But here's the thing, the vendetta deal. Not just Night Tales. I think that that Joker, the Man Who Stopped Laughing book, is one of the biggest non-books of bullshit that we have sure. we have read in a long time. So it's not just this. But when we get into this, it, it's the, the, the play too. The play that's weird to me because here you are. Is he also? I, it's a weird thing for me to ask. You're in night terrors of a night, ter- but is he hallucinating as well? Not just like the idea. You're like, well, of course he is. He sees this, that, and the other thing. But he did see Batman go across the. You know, outside at the one point, but it must have been him, but it wasn't him because he was in the building while he was there with insomnia and he did see him go with that. So that's weird. But even the so, bat looms with over the, us all. Well, again, I, you could just play it off as he was it's hallucinating, but people were talking him, but it's a nightmare, but then it's this, but that's the play here when he doesn't realize he's doing, say, it just gets wonky and it's just there for these lame jokes. And the no, first I agree. issue. The, the jokes, though, they, they, I think there's actually a really good joke in this, but the biggest problem with this book is how long it is, because if it was shorter, like, you know, regular, like, you know, let's say 22 issue kind of thing, I think it would be tight and fun. But since it's an oversized issue, it actually outstays its welcome, you know, three quarters of the way through. Then you have to think like, oh, why is this still going on? Because I feel like you've done all the jokes you want to do. Because, you know, when, at the one point when he's working for Wayne Enterprise, and it seems like he's in charge of everybody now. He's hiring people like Mr. Freeze, and they all want to get on the Joker's racket, even though he doesn't really consider himself, you know, as the Joker anymore because he's Johan. Doesn't even seem to remember what he did in the past at some points in this book. But Mr. Freeze is interviewing for a job because with that Batman being more brutal on the streets, everybody wants to get out of crime and start working nine to five. It's like the Joker has this sweet gig you got here. But when the Joker is talking to Mr. Freeze, whose actual name is spelled F R I E S, like fries, and keeps saying, fries like that's yeah, but, spell. But, but that's the play is i think that this is more of an audio thing because when i was reading it at first uh, so mr fries freeze well, that's the funny, or, well, I'm saying, that's the funny part you're about reading it. it normal though like i i actually met it's just he's so mr freeze freeze mm-hmm. mr freeze freeze because i'm reading it like i know it's it's set we have a uh-huh. john freeze highway so when I'm reading this, I call this, it John Fries for the majority of my life, though, even though I know how so, Victor Freeze is spelled. When, when I went, he's like, okay, so Mr. Freeze, 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 because I know that's but, how. But it's funny you because it. it's written. But no, I'm saying it's written right, though. So yes. I, I don't say fries. Uh-huh. I still go with freeze because I've seen it written and I know it means freeze. So it, it didn't play off. He's actually saying fries. Uh-huh. And then Mr. Freeze again upset. But as I read it, I'm not reading it that way because I know it's spelled but he's that way. Also and it's freeze. Saying freeze because it's spelled that way and that's how it's pronounced. But he's not. He's saying fries because Mr. Freeze keeps correcting it. Uh-huh. And I thought that the, the play is it's not that clever. It should, that would have been cool in a cartoon if he would have said, hey, Mr. Fries. No, it's freeze. Yeah, yeah, fries because of the spelling. And that's the clever point. But when I see it spelled out and I know how it's. Just again, and then it. Just I thought it was on, funny as hell. And on, I thought it was lame. Uh, it you was, need it to was go like, you know, see eight some panels, more jokes. Small little panels. Yeah, it is. What the fuck else are we doing? I mean, this is the thing. Is this why we have a night terrors? So we could do a little freeze fries joke. I, I, even I the first it. issue, you had the workplace deal. Then you just throw in the idea that he has a family and this kid who might or might not have. I don't even know what's going Albert. on there. And then at the end, I'm thinking, wait a second. This might be the most important book because there is one <laughs> very special rule in this whole Night Terrace, but it, it's not. 
and it doesn't do anything. If you are in these dreams too long, you stay. Insomnia said it. That was one of his plans, it seemed, at the beginning of, if I can keep them in the nightmares, you then can never escape. You end up making, that's your world now. And it seemed like the Joker was going down that route. Did he say that? But he didn't, yeah. Yeah, he said that. If you stay in the nightmare realm for too long, and I wish I could remember, I think it was in the actual Night Terrors number two, but I'd have to go look. But yeah, he legitimately said that if you are in the nightmares for too long, yeah, because it set up stakes. When we were talking about it, we said, well, at least it kind of sets up, but we don't know the time. Because I ended up saying when we were talking about it, well, what is the time limit then? You don't really tell it. And so you said it was bullshit, and I agreed. And so, yeah, but you don't even have that. It's just the Joker. And you get away with anything with the Joker because he's crazy normally. Here he is. But, again, you were playing this workplace thing, then you get the family, then it's the thing. And it's just, and then he well, goes Bruce to see Wayne. Bruce Wayne. That's the thing. Is he kills a guy, you know, like, you know, uh, on the baseball field for the company, like, you know, game against Lex Corp. And stuff like that to the point where Bruce Wayne invites him over for dinner. And when, like, Bruce Wayne shows up dressed like the Joker from The Killing Joke and the idea, like, you know, hey, is there anything you're allergic to? Oh, just shellfish. And that's all that Bruce Wayne has at the dinner table while talking to him about the situation, like, about Batman, how, you know, uh, somebody, like, if, if you, a Batman dies, it would make everybody go insane and how we can't live without a Batman. You just have this really cool duality to the point where it almost feels like the Joker won't allow himself to know that Bruce Wayne is Batman, but it's his subconscious telling him, over and over again repeatedly in this little thing about it and he just kind of goes off like you know without trying to think about it as much as I'm he gets to the point wondering where if it Matthew Rosenberg ends. knows that he knows I think that Matthew Rosenberg doesn't even know that he actually knows and is playing the game of uh, like he's trying to give you this info but you did I just felt weird it felt weird to me because yeah I, I don't know but then at the end we just said and then you get like weird deals and gaggy and weird clowns and then it just ends and then it ends with the faux jokers you call waking up and it's his nightmare. I'm like, the faux joker right. and the joker, the man who, who stopped cares? laughing, waking up it, with his like, you know, crime syndicate of the ventriloquist and Scarface and Solomon Grundy and some other nobodies. Mm. Like, oh, they're what all was waking that? up. I'm going back to sleep. It doesn't matter. I would think Solomon Grundy wouldn't have actually been able to dream, but that's me. And also, funny now, if he you ended up having I this, know. I need the idea. I don't know. I don't know that he dreams, but the idea. You should have had Scarface wake up, and he's like, you know, not even wake up. Hey, you fucking assholes, wake up! I've been bored <laughs> ass shit. I got a hand up my ass, and I, I want to get going. And then you know, mess up his bees a little, <laughs> do that. But yeah, Joe. And then Joker says, "This is all bullshit." I'm going back to sleep. I'm like, all right. <laughs> At least you have an end to the kind of maybe people are are speculating that this means that the faux Joker is the real. But you could be playing. You know, whatever. And I think that that's all Matthew Rosenberg's doing is trying. He's trying to give you a little mystery here on that bullshit of a book of his that it just will never end. I hope that book gets canceled yesterday. <clears throat> but, but what would you give it? Ultimately, I like the art in this issue, and I found a lot of things fun with the little interactions. Does it do a lot for the overall nightmare, like Night Terror story? No, it doesn't. But I at least uh, enjoyed some parts of it. So I'm giving it a 6.5 out of 10. Yeah, I'm, I'm a three. And And when you get this again, you end up having... Insomnia in this book more than most of the others, but he's just Mr. there D? and he and they keep calling him, you know, John D. And it just I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense overall. But that's that. <laughs> We're done. I had fun in that first section. What is your book of the week? My book of the week is a tie between Night Terrors the Joker and Night Terrors Ravager. Yeah, mine's City Boy. So and, and uh, what did you give the did you give this a six or something like that? Six point five. Six point five. I gave the city boy a six. So we're not 
having some great scores this this two months, but here we are. We're going to continue. We already talked about what would be next week, and there's a little better, a little better lineup next week. There's some some Hopefully. shit happening. I'm saying there, there, there's there's some big titles. Hopefully, it works out. Well, yeah, there there you go. Actually, now I'm depressed again. Because I don't you think stops. nothing's going to work out. This you is bullshit. The, the idea, the idea of me, like I get done this right now. I'm going to have to edit it. Then I put up the video. Then I'm talking to people, and it just at the end of a full week of legitimate, like this week of comics, I just end up seeing how many people are just so sick of this bullshit and don't want to ever read a DC comic again. And it's it's frustrating and very depressing. Because that's what we kind of rely on. We want people to be excited about him, and we want to be. But there's there's one guy, one guy. He, he keeps coming through. Keeps telling me how much he loves Night Terrors. This is his jump on point for DC. I'm He's happy very for positive him. guy, so that's cool. But most of the people, I, I'll end up putting the podcast up, and I'll be like, all right, people like our little jokes and things like that. And like the first twenty five comments are like, this stuff sucks, and I'm never reading it. Fuck DC. I'm like. Yeah, they really screwed themselves with this whole night terrors thing, and it's 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 depressing. But here's what depressing shit we'll talk about next week. Okay. I said though, you haven't. I'm telling you though, it, the stuff that we end up doing, you kind of want people to get excited to listen, but mm-hmm. it doesn't seem to be the case. Uh, just just as the deal, because I'll point out if you want to hear us talk about a bunch of comics, especially me talking about stuff that I really do like, go over to our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Weird Science. Just a little throw out, since Night Terrors has started, we have not had one damn person come and sign up for the Patreon. So that's very depressing for, you know, a month and so going on, which maybe that'll change. I'm begging for you now. I'm begging people. I need I need the money. Yeah, you, you just beg them and tell them how depressed you are. I'm sure they'll jump on board. Mm, well, they weren't jumping on board even before it. So I'm saying like, okay. right, like ahead how of time. You, Night like, no, I'm saying the week before, like they're like, I got to get more of this thing now. Nobody yet. We've lost people. We haven't gained. <laughs> Batman Incorporated number eleven is coming out next week. Joker Inc. Great, great. And lovely. See, we, we have that. <laughs> you sell it. Yep, I'll get to sell it all. We also have Night Terrors number three. Bunch of bullshit. We also have Night Terror. I and when we were talking about the books, I I missed the Night Terrors number three. So the, yeah, it's kind of exciting. Yeah, no, I look forward to that to find out where we yeah. end up in. Uh, you know, yeah. what was it? Wayne Tech. Yeah, I guess we'll get, you know, more no rules and bullshit storytelling. I can't wait, Eric. Night Terror's Green Lantern number two. Jeremy Adams would do like. I'm telling you, that backup story with the Sinestro, that can haul ass out of town. I didn't even know what was going on in that, but I want to see what happens. If, oh, my God, did that plane crash? Night Terror's <laughs> no, Green it's Lantern fine. number two. tornado saved it. Night Chairs Robin number two. Oh, my God, Tim Drake and Jason Todd teaming up in their... Dual nightmare. All right. Crowbars. Crowbars. Crowbars and kisses. That's what I call that. Daddy's <laughs> dead, but nobody cares about like the that? mommy. Crowbars and kisses. It's not as good as hex and violence. That, that's the, I love the idea that that hex and violence, and they're like, oh my God, it's going to be announced. Bleeding Cool had the scoop. It's going to be announced at, at Comic Con. There's going to be a book. There's no announcement. We'll be talking about that in a second. We got Night Terror Shazam number two. When I ended up editing our first issue, I think that me and you were so confused of what the fuck was going on in that book. Because remember, like, she just I'm kept just going, sitting Shazam, here trying Shazam, to think Shazam. to myself, like, wow. oh, yeah, I'm yeah trying, remember, I was about Mary Marvel, that's right. Me and you sat there in the weirdest review, 
trying to figure out, <laughs> like, do you think it's this? And I'm like, I don't think it is. And then we kind of switched. Well, it, it, seemed, it seemed like a weird situation where her new, like, you know, abilities with her Shazam powers were able to give her a premonition about things to come with the Night Terrors. And she wasn't Maybe. actually in them Remember yet until I the said end. that I didn't even get that, but she got the cab with insomnia. And... Yeah. Night Terrors, the Flash, number two. Don't really remember. It was Sit the here, Barry. Like, what the Flash? <laughs> it was the Barry. Stuff oh right, and... that's the thing is you didn't. Oh, you didn't you care for it. I enjoyed more. it. I yeah, like I did. It. Yeah, I thought it was basic. It was bitch. that murder mystery about what was at least a murder. I say while he was dying and the idea like what was in the lightning that slowed him down against Gorilla Grodd. Yeah, was that it? Was that yeah. the, it with the Barry stuff and he? Oh, because yeah, I can't. And then we have Night Terrors, the Town, and number two, Hex and Violence. Hex and Violence, baby. Bullshit. That, that's going to hit. Night Terrors, everybody. Spirit World number four. Hopefully that gets a little bit better. It was good at first, and then it kind of took a weird play. And it started getting like, that's weird. Superman Annual 2023. I don't remember what that was supposed to go on with that, but I look forward to it because, you know, it's regular Superman. I'm going to tell you what's going to go on with it because that's what I'm starting to think. That's what I'm looking. <laughs> and, and so when, when I did end up, the funniest play. I remember two of months this, ago when they announced it, like at the end, like, you know, back again in like August for this. I'm like, oh, what's that going to be? And, and, and I the can't funniest remember. play that I told you about is that this is an annuals month. You have a fifth week of the month, but yet it comes, comes out the second week. I, I don't get it. But it says Lois Lane is now editor in chief of the Daily Planet, but at heart, she'll always be an investigative reporter. And bitch, Eric. And lately, Metropolis has had a, you. she's always stealing stories. And hearts. I am. (laughs) And lately, Metropolis has had a whole new set of secrets she must uncover. She's just going to go around and tell everybody the secret. This didn't tell me anything. Even if it means investigating her own husband, Superman, featuring Livewire, Parasite, and Mercy. This special issue is Hopefully your it next features big, it more than the actual Superman book did. This special issue is your next big puzzle piece leading to a massive Superman crossover in 2024. Don't miss out. How about the idea that Lex Luthor's bleeding out? We'll get back to that in September. It's not Marilyn Moon Knight. I thought it was. It really should be. Everybody needs that character. No, what we don't. Had, what happened if you ended up having a, a trio? It's the new Trinity. Kevin, Janet from HR, Marilyn Moonlight. At least we like one of them. Like, Marilyn Moonlight is just fucking, you know, I don't even know what the hell she's doing. She's sitting she's on, like, Crescent shooting. Moon, like the freaking, like, yeah. uh, like what, what is that <laughs> that movie company? Dreamscape? Or what the fuck? I know, I, right when you said it. That's all like I picture that. she's doing. She's sitting there. Maybe fishing with her toe or something. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Marilyn Moonlight. Like, she, like, I'm telling you, uh, she is not going to be this breakout character. I don't even know why she keeps being featured in the background of that Superman book. Like, it's going to be the next big thing. It's just such a weird idea. Unless Jimmy Olsen fucking goes back in time, goes into the Old West and does some really, like, root and tootin' adventures. I don't care. The spirit of uh, fucking Metropolis. Well, Joshua Williamson, he comes up with these great characters, though, right? Oh, that's great Hate. characters. Dr. Shush! Hate. Shush! Respawn. Respawn. I like, like respawn. respawn. Fuck it. Yeah, we we like respawn. Again, we always tend to like a Kevin. We like characters more than maybe we should, but we do, and that really is damning, you know, indictment of Jennifer HR. Usually, we would She's like that sort of character. She is. She is. She's completely useless. You can't even go to her. When I I went to her and I said, "Listen, this Eric Shea, he's been sexually harassing me for years." She said, "Fucking grow some balls," and sent me Seriously. back to my cubicle. I'm like, "Just really? grow." 
It's Janet from HR. She's supposed to, I, I, she's like, it means home run. That's what she said. I'm like, that doesn't make any damn sense, bitch. And then she got mad at me. And then, then I got fired because I called her a bitch because she's HR. It didn't make any sense. I was very, very upset. Mr. Fucking Baseball. <laughs> can we get more? Uh, actually, the funniest thing yes. is I yes, really, really was worried that Mr. Baseball was showing up in the Joker book during the baseball game that they were playing. I'm like, if he shows up here, I'm going to fucking lose it. But we also have World's Finest Teen Titans. All right. uh, What happened in that first one? I'm fucking sitting here. I'm like, God, I hope Jim remembers because I fucking we enjoyed it enough. But I don't recall either. Because I'm now starting to do what I was worried would happen. I'm getting them mixed up with every other fucking nonsense that tails the Teen Titans, even the Titans. But in this one, it says House of Horrors. Oh, I'm sitting there thinking about the idea that we had, you know, Roy. That's the thing is, I. I like the idea of the original Teen Titans brought up to a contemporary timeline, but with Roy Harper being all social media fucking I like obsessed, it. I hate that shit so much. I, did, I like it when Hashtag you- Call of the Titans. That's the thing, and we even have it in Cyborg, in that which I don't like. I don't like when I have to read texts and little tweets and read. things. I, yeah, well, I'm saying, because what is it? It's the, What they do is they try to be clever with the person's online name, and then they have bullshit. Like, hey, I thought this was Cyborg, not Cryborg. Right? You have shit like that. I don't need that. That's good. That's kind of funny, right? You like that? Uh, in the, in the Teen Titans deal, it was just giving Roy, like, hey, everybody, I'm here. I don't mind. It's almost like stepping out. I think it was. Well, I think at the end, maybe Robin took off and it was Titans no more. Molly's all like, but we're friends. Yeah. Yeah. Remember at one point he was telling, uh, uh, what's it called? Bumblebee, like, hey, uh, we're not really fighting like this a lot. That wasn't that, right? I can't remember. They're all going together. Well, Bumblebee's yeah, in no other book, so yes. Here this is. Welcome to Metropolis, Wonder Girl. They're talking to you, Eric. Hoping oh. to reconnect with her human roots, Donna Troy leaves Themyscira for the city of tomorrow. Is nice. This, uh, there she meets Mal Duncan, a young man oh, with nice. the, the makings of a trail. That's really cool, right? And yeah. just in time, is that weird, Harold? Eric, would you call him no, that? Like in the, no. the old Bad Albert King? And no. just in time to the Titans. Really, if you're doing that Beast Boys mushmouth. And just in time, too, for the, the Titans will need all the help they can get as they investigate a cry for help that leads them to a haunted house. That is Ooh, not wait. what it seems. Scooby little, Gang, come along. A, a little, you know, summer ween, but in a fun way. That sounds like it, it could be some fun. So, yeah. I, I'm you didn't play a single that. Freddy Krueger bit this entire thing. Except for Dream yeah, I Warriors. Did. I played Dream Warriors. Hey, hey listener, I'm not your dancing monkey. As you, you didn't say. even give me my I'm intro. Not your dancing monkey, yeah, because this is nonsense. I, I was depressed. Then I was happy. Then I was depressed again. But yeah, overall, it's just of emotions. When when we ended up having all the, because I, and I was now that you say that I was going to bring it up at the beginning. A lot of times for our site, especially, but even the podcast, these events. Have been something that have up the end. We'll, we'll always like it. It ended up a lot of times taking us up like a, a notch. Even if the things weren't good, you would end up having the deal because a lot of other people aren't going to deal with all the shit and all that. But this one, I don't know. This one seems like a lot of people are just like, I've had enough. You know, a lot of bullshit up until this point, and then this was the last straw. But hopefully, that's not the case. Hopefully, people will be all excited to get back to the old Dawn of DC books like Fire, Fire and Ice. Fire and Ice, everybody. But yeah, this could uh, be good. Yeah, I could be. Here's could I should I spoil something because I don't know if it's real. Somebody (laughs) ended up saying to me, "Did you hear this?" So if I say this, it might 
I guess it won't really spoil things, maybe. Bad but some, somebody told me that there's a possibility that the Fire and Ice book will have Ambush Bug in it. And I'm like, what? Like, they, they end up saying, did you hear Ambush Bug's going to be in that Fire and Ice? I'm like, oh, Eric's going to love that one. I so hate Ambush Bug so the, much. Hopefully it's not the case, but that's what I heard. I don't know how this person would even know, but they, they ended up telling me that. I don't know. Somebody tweeted something or whatever. But Look, this Fire Knights are not funny enough to carry a book. Bring an ambush bug. Ambush bug. Oh, God. Reggie. In Smallville. Like, Rad, that's like Reggie would have loved that shit. So, yeah. I think because the guy said, hey, like something. And I said, oh, you heard something. Is it that they're going to make Guy Gardner just a touchy, feely, grabby guy like they keep doing now? And he's like, no, no, no. And then said ambush bug. So I don't know. Maybe he's wrong, maybe he's right, but maybe. it's not exciting. But with all that, hey, everybody, you know, you can come on over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash weirdscience. Two of the books that we mentioned will be on our Patreon-only badass spotlight that comes out every Thursday night, picked by the badass little Get Fresh crew. Boop, and boop. if you're not aware, lately, in these couple months of Summerween, it seems as if the badasses are intent to keep the scary books on the regular show. Have us do two of the remaining non-spooky books, and it looks like that could end up happening again this week. I have a feeling one of these weeks it's going to go wacky. They're, yeah. they're not going to do it, right? Don't you get that idea that it's going to I don't know. I feel like they're going to come through all month. They might. And so in that, just a reminder, Batman Incorporated, number 11, Spirit World, number 4, Superman Annual. And World's Finest Teen Titans. So we they're definitely picking Superman those. Annual and World's uh, Finest Titans. I will also tell you, uh, it's weird. Every time I say that Superman annual, I, I feel odd, like it's not really going to come out. But it says here that it is. It's like a weird play. Uh, but yeah, I, I would say that it would be. Yeah, you, what do you think? Did you? What did you say? That yeah, I Superman, said Superman annual and, and World's Finest Teen Titans. Yeah, yeah, I think that those will be the picks. We're those are solid there. picks for the badass spotlight. And then on Friday for the Thank God It's Friday, we'd have Spirit World and <laughs> Oh God. Spirit World and Batman Incorporate, which for a while was our one weekly, but very weekly. That's a bomb. But hey, we'll see. We go with what they say. Wasn't that on your What they say list? is what they do. What, Spirit World? No, the Batman Incorporated. Uh, I don't think it actually made it by the end. There were, there were too many books that I was enjoying. Remember, I liked the action comics, too. I should sure though, that we're, we actually like the Batman Incorporated. And I think that by the time... Or when we were doing that, I wasn't down with that first arc, and then it, it did improve with the Joker stuff. You like it too? Is it on your door that pull list? No, it is not. Yeah. Dusty Bronco. We'll have to keep. We'll have to do that porn star. But yeah, we'll we'll do that again as well. One of these. Uh, maybe we'll do it after a couple months of the Dawn of DC back when we get Definitely. these new books. Yeah. So we'll see if Ambush Bug is in fact in the book. Uh, Fire and Ice, and also if you put that on your do or die pull list, Jim, you love that hawk girl. So we'll see. But that's good. that. That is it, everybody. I disagree. I thought it was bullshit, but we'll say that. That's actually intriguing to me be, too. You could be saying that about it. anything, though. By just saying that. No, I'm saying I. I thought it was more of a uh, what's it called book than a hawk galaxy. And I, galaxy, and I. I have a feeling that it's going to get more and more like that as we go on. But we'll see. But with all of that, and I, like I said, you're in the way down minority of liking that book. But that's Eric Shea for you. But yeah, that is it, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for emailing us again, Craig and Walt. And that's that. What do we say at the end, Eric? Everybody have a great week. Keep it spooky. And we'll see you in seven. See you in seven. You are all weirdos. (laughs) 